good people of Los Angeles. Tonight on the FC, FC, FSA, FSA pod, we've got none other than Vince La Rosa. You know his name. You know the three names on the bylines on the LAFC website. You read his post games. You read his takeaways. You read his academy pieces, and you're like, damn, thanks, Vince, for teaching me about the academy. Well, guess what, kids? Now we're going to teach you about Vince. Vince La Rosa is on the pod tonight. Uh, also, one half of the Inside LAFC podcast. Max Barros is off in, I don't know, some country doing a tequila ad, probably. Um, yeah, it's a great... We talk about a lot of things. We talk about rock music. We talk about Italy. We talk about tattoos. And have yourself a nice commute to work, wherever you... And however you listen to this pod. Guys, as per usual, we are in the backyard in Expo Park. There are planes and helicopters flying over. Random people walking by the fence today. Got dogs barking and people practicing their 4th of July fireworks. And per usual, I have a potty mouth and I am gonna use it. So if you're at work or around kids and you don't think they should be listening to that, don't listen. FCFC. Welcome to the FCFC pod where two scholars and a dickhead look at the world through a black and gold tinted lens. I'm your host, Slim. Sitting across from me, as per usual, is Big Dweez. Yo. To my left is Josh Extra Spicy. How are you feeling today, Josh? I'm feeling real good, man. Real good. <laughs> Josh looks like shit. <laughs> he got a real radio face on right now. <laughs> and we got a very special guest today. We have one half of Inside LAFC podcast. Hey! Mr. Vince LaRosa is in the backyard. Yeah! Hey! 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 And we're happy to have him. I'm happy to be here. Hell yeah. I've been listening from afar. I told you guys, right when I came in, what did I say? I love the Benji episode. And, and I'm going to keep bringing like, it up because I know Ben's going to hate it. Yeah. And it's it's just because I, I want to know about I want to know more about his life. And that's all that's all I need. Like, we got to bring him back. I mean, you're getting the best version of him. He was a little dickhead before. He's, he's a good guy now. Listen to that Ben and Chi episode and decide for yourself. Yeah. A little deeper than, than skinny little Korean Doug Funny. <laughs> Listen to the Ben Chi episode and understand that he hates it because yeah. it was about him, but you brought him on to talk he's, about yeah. him. He didn't like that the episode like, was somebody, about him. Did we not tell him what podcasts were <laughs> and why he was supposed to be here? I don't think he listens to very many podcasts. No, he definitely doesn't. <laughs> this is how seasoned Vince is. He's already plugging one of our past episodes. Like, this is really great. We're yeah. around a professional. Yeah. This, this, is, this is good. This is good. Yeah, you got any, any other segues we got to go through? We got Helicopter. the choppers. We got the choppers coming through. We're going to have uh, the usual sounds here tonight. But I think we're going to kick it off with what's become the normal question. Vince, if you're a listener, you should expect it. First football memory. Let's hear it. Mine's a sad one. Oh, oh no. Yo, it's a sad one, and the worst part is... Anytime I talk about this player, that moment gets brought up over and over and over again. You might be able to guess it. Roberto Baggio. Uh, By my last name. 1994. Let's see, I would have been not quite 10 years old. Uh, I was playing soccer, but, you know, whatever we want to call ASO soccer. Or maybe I was in club by then. I don't know. 
it wasn't it's not good <laughs> it's not good but my dad in like a moment of like patriotism for italy which he's not from italy like my, my grandfather is but he's not and doesn't speak italian like i i, I remember i sent him something and he he wrote back grazie with a x and i was like what is this oh man i was like yo this is some funk like this is cool bro he's like what is that, that i said thank you i'm like no no you didn't <laughs> no you didn't <laughs> your dad was ahead of the genderless thank yous right yeah now. right Look at this. <laughs> Shout out my life he's got a, he's got a tal tal x or something <laughs> i don't know um but yeah, so he like latched on to the to the Italy bandwagon, and I honestly can't really tell you anything that I can tell you now what Baggio did, but like vividly, I can only remember him missing. And like, and the funny thing is, you go back now, and like I always tell people, like uh, Franco Baresi missed a penalty as well, like a true legend, like legit legend. So it didn't really even matter that he missed. But every every time I'm like, oh, yeah, Baggio was one of the greatest players I've ever seen. Go back and watch his YouTube. Be like, yeah, too bad he blew that one over the top. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Cool, bro. Thanks. Good story. Like, I was on YouTube, and the first thing that came up was uh, that penalty kick. So. It is the, definitely <laughs> the first thing that comes up. But, like, if you look up... The funny thing is, so I... I'm just going to roll with this. Roll with I'm it. just going to roll with it. So my first footballing memory turned into what my, like, lifelong fandom was, which was Juventus, which the weirdest thing was, somehow, you know, we never got any information back then mm -hmm. what, like, anything from Europe. Yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. Like, if your buddy had, like a Dutch, like, tape of, like, Ajax or something, like, them winning three straight Champions League, or it would have been UEFA Cup back then, but if they had that, that was, like, you'd watch it on loop. But somehow I got word that Baggio was on Juventus. But, like, literally after that season, they sold him. Mm -hmm. Like, they got rid of him. Uh -huh. So I remember watch. I remember I had Soccer America magazine. I don't know if anybody ever got that. But they used to put the box scores in. And I was like, oh, Baggio, Juventus, like, I'm going to look at you. I, I think I like Juventus. And they were fucking good. Mm -hmm. So they would just win all the time. So I'm like, yeah, they're winning all the time. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah. but yo, the goal scorers, like, there's no Baggio here. <laughs> like, like, I'm seeing this Del Piero guy. And then, like, soon, like, Zidane showed up. And I'm like, there's a Zidane guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the 98 World Cup happens. And it's like, Baggio and Del Piero, who's, like, who's better? Like, who's going who's right, gonna to lead right. Italy? And then, obviously, Zidane's, like, exploding. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I just looped in my whole Juventus fandom. And then, like, went back. I was like, oh. Dude, Baggio's been, like, <laughs> on AC Milan since then. He's been on Bologna. Like, he's been for Inter. Like, all teams that, like, I well, I could, couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. But, like, he rolled into my fandom of, like, who I really love, which is Alex Del Piero, which I've heard has come to the bank a couple times because mm, he's no out here in L.A. Yep. And I've told people at LAFC, because people will be like this, you like Del Piero? Did you know he was at the bank? <laughs> I'm like, look. If he is there again and I find out, I'm, I'm just walking out. <laughs> I'm done. Like, how dare you guys? Uh, They're like, oh, we didn't know you like him. I'm like, all right. Connect like, the dots, Paul. Yeah. Come I on. I just have an Italy tattoo, World Cup tattoo on my wrist. But yeah, no big deal. Like, half the reason I got hired for my job was a tattoo, but no big deal. That's cool. Was that part of, like, the hiring process? Let's just, I mean, let's just keep rolling stories. Yeah, keep let's rolling. go. So, uh, Rich is obviously the one that hired me. Of course. Um, we can go in deeper to how, like, I got hired from Rich, but let's just go into, like, I'm already working. Right. I'm already working. Uh, if you work at LFC or if you know some of the things that we do, we do, like, this, uh, it used to be weekly, especially when it was smaller. It's called Galazzo. It's a meeting. It's, like, kind of a pep rally, mm -hmm. right? It's, like, more for us all to come together. Um, and before we had a team, like, JT would show up. Mm -hmm. Bob would show up. And they still show up from time to time, but obviously it's on, like, a Friday afternoon. There's, you know, sometimes things they got to do. Uh, but my first Golazo, Bob's it, uh, right? Obviously, you know what had to happen. I had to do the YLAC question. Uh -huh. So I get up there. I get up there to do it. And before I go, 
Rich goes, why? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Show everyone. Show them. Show them. And I'm like, what? He goes, show them your tattoo. And I show him, and he yells out. He goes, that's why I hired him. That's why I hired him. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm good at my job, too. But, yeah, but, like, literally, like, he was just, he was ecstatic. Yeah. And he goes, and Bob is right, because I'm in the middle of the room now. Bob's uh, right behind me. Goes, show Bob. Show Bob. <laughs> I show Bob. Bob does, like, the cool things. Uh, and so, Golazo goes off. I do the YLC. Great. Everything's fine. I'm like, dodge a bullet. So I'm back in, like, the BNC room, which is, like, EC Dose at the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm just chilling. Bob comes in. What's everybody doing? Like, we're like, oh, Bob's here. One second. For those who don't know what EC Dose is, that's the Experience Center. If you don't know what the Experience Center is, ask somebody. Yeah. It's, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. It's now, it just houses cars. Yeah. As far as it's I still know. got the logo up there. It does? Yeah. yeah it does. That's pretty awesome. It does right on Pico. Yep. Good man, Carlos. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> um so Bob comes in, uh, Rich is like right behind him, because Rich loves Bob. They have like a bromance, which is the funniest thing if you think about like their yeah. personalities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Bob comes in, he's like, what's going on? And Rich is like, Vince, show him the tattoo. And Bob's, al- Bob's already like on top, he's like, look, he already showed me the tattoo. And so Rich is like, yeah, but show him again. <laughs> so I show him the tattoo. And I'm like, I'm kind of bashful and shy because I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm probably going to have to talk to this guy like in my job or whatever I'm going to have to do. And like, all I'm doing is showing him tattoos. Like, I, don't know. I don't know what he thinks of tattoos. Yeah. So Bob goes, you guys want to hear a story? You guys want to hear a tattoo story? Let's talk about tattoos. And I'm like, uh-oh. And so I'm like, I grab a chair. Wow. I sit down right in front of him. I'm like, well, maybe this will be good. He's like, so I'm going to tell you a story about Michael. And I'm like, cool, cool, Michael. I, I like Michael. He's like, Michael wanted to get tattoos. So he called me. Said, uh, Dad, uh, I'd like to get a tattoo. I'd like to get. And it was like very family, like really, like oriented, like something deep for Michael. And uh, Michael goes, uh, So what do you think of that? And Bob responded to him. He goes, I said, uh, I don't have any tattoos. That's what I think of that. <laughs> and, so, and so Bob's telling, now telling this story. And actually, the story has a, like an interesting ending because later Bob is sitting at his family's house mm-hmm. and Michael's playing a game and takes off his shirt and Bob's dad says something like why does Michael have a tattoo and Bob basically like looks at his dad and then goes like well don't you think that Michael's a role model and that if if players are going to have role models and they're going to see people that they recognize with and they can affiliate with like Michael's the guy to do it he's like so I don't think there's a problem so like Bob like checked his dad right <laughs> but then like checks but the whole point of the story was Bob doesn't have tattoos and he doesn't like tattoos and now my first introduction to Bob is I've got a tattoo which supposedly I've been hired on so he's like yo this guy's gonna write about us he's, he's got a tattoo yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. anybody off the street could have done that so I'm I'm like thanks Rich I love you <laughs> that's funny man Dude, Bob is a freaking G for that shit I'll be sometimes Rich's hype man mentality can steer you in trouble bro we've been talking about the tattoo can you walk us through the, the famous tattoo at this point give us, give us a little, little yeah, background yeah, tell, yeah so on my right wrist I have the World Cup trophy. Uh, it has like a little sash around it. It says Italio 06. I. Oh, this is a funky story. This is now, a funky yeah. pod, Vince. Yeah. I don't know if you've listened. But well, now we kind of keep it pretty funky. Now we can be a little deep, I guess. Yeah. I don't. I don't really tell the story all that much, and I'm sure we'll get into like fan stuff because uh, I'd love to talk about it. Everybody, everybody at my work always wants to hear like about like yo, what if like what's the craziest stuff you've done? I don't know. Like this and this, they're like. What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, maybe we shouldn't tell stories. <laughs> uh, but uh, I so around the time of the, that 2006 World Cup, I, I was still in a, I was I was like in between bands. Bands do what they do. Uh, I was 22, probably drinking too much, maybe doing 
some other things too much. Uh, the bands do what they do. Didn't really know how to deal with my emotions because of it. Uh, I was in a rough, rough place. And I always walk this line of, I love, love music. Mm-hmm. And I love, love soccer. But like I can never talk to like my music buddies about soccer. And I can never talk to my soccer People teammates about, about music. music. Yeah. It was like, there was separation of church and state. And for me, I was like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, like we used to, I used to paint my nails like in high school just for fun. People were like, what? Like, are you into dudes? <laughs> no, dude, I'm bored. Like, I'm just uh, bored. I was like, yeah, well, you know, we have, we have a game, so you should take that off. I'm like, why? It's funny. I don't yeah. know, it's cool. <laughs> so I was like going through that and I was like just dealing with it. And I had like, soccer was like an anomaly to me. Like I had lost touch probably since like 2000. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really follow it. Uh, but something I like, right before that tournament, I was like, I'm going to I want to pick it up. I want to watch it. I'm gonna, mm. It's the World Cup. Like, mm. everyone watches it. I'm yeah. not special for being like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fucking watch the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, But I was like, I'm going to watch the World Cup. And I, so I started, like, looking at Italy. I'm like, yo, Italy's good. Like, Italy's really good. And mm. I went back and, like, looked at some of the uh, 2002 World Cup. She doesn't want me to talk about that. <laughs> like, Italians really hate Koreans. I'm like, no, we just hate the referee. <laughs> uh, and I was like, that team was really good. So I was like, I, th- I think, and I told my buddy. And he always, he always reminds me, he's like, you told me that if you... If Italy wins, you'll get a tattoo. Like, that's not a bet. Like, you bet yourself. I'm yeah. like, I don't know why I did it, but I did. So, we do bet ourselves. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. And so, like, that was actually, like, I think I kind of got, I wouldn't say, like, I, I got clean because I didn't, I wasn't that bad. Uh-huh. But I cleaned up a little bit and kind of, like, got a little focus and, like, mm-hmm. maybe reconciled myself with, like, wanting to like that because the guys I was in a band with were like, yeah, we want to watch the World Cup. I'm like, oh, you're like, you do? Like, oh, like, that's they were wild. actually, like, Uplifting. I uh-huh. think they saw that like I was having a hard time, uh-huh. um, and so I went through that. And I don't know. Maybe thank God Italy won. So because who knows in the state I was in, like what I would have gone through, they would have lost. And, like, Where were you when they won? Okay, so I watch, I watch Italy like a true Italian. I sat alone in my apartment, <laughs> told no one to show up, like no one to arrive, and because they're like, why? Like Italy's great. They're probably gonna win. I'm like, you don't want to be around if they don't. Like, <laughs> you don't want to be around if they don't, and you just don't want to be around me. Like I just sat there like on my knees like praying to whatever deity like i wanted like just alone and i i remember vividly when they won i just fucking cried like i just lost i lost yeah. all my shit and like my friends were like oh my god like you went i'm like leave me alone like, <laughs> like going super emo i'm like i don't want to deal with it right now like there's a, it, it's the thing like and it's the thing that i had to learn the hard way was like i was going too much too soon like new york dolls like i I was doing all these things because I like I didn't want to feel emotions. I didn't want to do that stuff. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, I like put myself in a situation where like I could not not feel them, uh-huh. and it just exploded. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, 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 I was like, I can't. I shouldn't. Probably shouldn't do that anymore. Like, <laughs> that's. I mean, maybe that's my clarity moment. I'm like, yo, maybe you, like you should let it out. Like it's okay to cry yeah, every once in a while. Yeah. Like so, I I did that. Uh, my buddy uh, Nate Costeco, who's at the time was like a small tattoo artist, but now in LA is like fabulous tattoo artist like mm. blown up um he told me he was out in like Moreno Valley he's like yo if you come out here and you give me a lift to Hollywood I will do I will tattoo you for as long as you want for a hundred bucks I'm like well I actually don't want something that big he's like well then it's gonna be fucking fantastic <laughs> so he did my World Cup trophy tattoo uh it still looks great there's only just like a little follow Nate like if you're listening to you know, like can you come clean that up someday yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, I mean, it is, like, my most, like, prized tattoo of, like, all the tattoos Damn. I have. No, that's a great, that's a great story. I actually, story. like, haven't told I didn't that even story know. very often. Vince it's and I dope. spent a lot of time together uh, waiting for players and coaches in the hot sun at the training center, and I never had heard that story. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, make you cry while we're yeah, sitting there like, training and stuff. I'm already crying for the amount of time I gotta wait. 
I mean, that got me a little emotional. I'm like, I'm not, I don't like, no, I love you guys, dope, but I'm feeling yeah, a little, yeah, little no, funky that's, about that's, it. No, that's great. No, Dude, we welcome the tears on the FCFC. I party. mean, like, but, right, will I be the first? Yeah, it might All be right, the first I'll try to churn some in. Get drunk for it. Found it, you're like, so how did it really feel? I'm like, oh, man. Girlfriend didn't like me at the time. Anything is possible. I'm on my knees praying to someone praying to someone and praying to something for Italy. Pandora's box, bro. You don't want to open that up. Jesus. I mean, wait, wait. So exactly when did the tears flow the most was when final whistle was when Cannavaro lifted the trophy. Like, what? what is it at that time when it's... Yeah, dude. It's like uh, it was uh, Fabio Grosso buries that penalty. Oh man, like, I never like penalty shootouts. Like even as a player, and like the funny thing was like until like I, someone told me like you know Italians aren't good at penalty shootouts. Like I had like forgotten about Baggio while mm. playing, and I like it got in my own head. Like I started being bad at penalty <laughs> shootouts. Like yeah. And so for me, I was just like I, like I can't do it. Like France, like Z- Zidane was off. But remember, but remember the penalty he took in the game where the Chip Buffon, right, 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 yeah, right, right, yeah, and off the underside of the bar, it's like the sweetest penalty of all time yeah. in, in a World Cup final Stop of all things. Nasty. And then the guy that misses is David Trezeguet, who plays for Juventus, and I'm like, well, maybe that's, I mean, thank you. <laughs> you know, like, but, uh, yeah, I just remember right when that happened and just being, like, it was uncontrollable. Like, it was, like, one of those, like, the ugly, ugly cries. Of course, man. Like, just straight-up ugly cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think finally... Because, again, I, I told everyone to just stay out. Like, And it was, like, it was in Europe, so it was probably was, like, a noon kickoff, right? Were you in Long Beach? Where were you? No, I, w- I was living in Anaheim. We were living... Uh, one of my best friends, Chris Abadra, who's a guy I played soccer with in high school. It was, like, our first, like... We have an apartment together. <laughs> Worst place ever. Like, <laughs> That's like, usually man, how the first apartments are. We spent that World Cup where, like, we had a table maybe as big as this one, and, like, after a night, you just you couldn't put anything down because it was just all beer bottles or, yep. like, whatever else. Um, we had a 7-Eleven. We lived, like, above a 7-Eleven. Hell, yeah. And we had buddies, so we became... You know that's a good zip code right there. When we were right above, 7-Eleven <laughs> above a 7-Eleven right in Anaheim, right near uh, a place called the Rio, where people could do karaoke. Oh, man. Um... And we used to have buddies that were like, because we had just turned like 21 and 22. Mm-hmm. Like we were just old enough. I remember we would get to the point where like we'd be watching games or like playing FIFA or whatever. I'm like, dude, I, we need more beer. I don't want to get up. Like, send Gilbert. I'm like, Gilbert's not old enough. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yo. So I, I vividly remember this. I'm like, Gilbert, okay, yo. You're going to go down there, right? You're just going to walk up and just be like, hey, Colcho. We always used to call the guy downstairs Colcho. We're like, Colcho, it's for Vince and Chris. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not 21, but it's cool. Uh-huh. And he's like, it's not going to work. I'm like, Gilbert, if you don't go and at least try, like, yeah. he's not going to arrest you. If you don't go and at least try, you, I'm going to lock the door. You can't come in. <laughs> and he's like, 19. He's like, oh, these are my friends. Like, he's probably trying these to be like, friends. trying to be hip. And I've never heard steps come up the thing, like, faster. And, he, and also, he just throws his hands in the air. He's like, Let's I go. got it. And like, from then on out, he, like, could go down. He was like. A golden god. Like, I bet you he probably brought people in when we were around just to be like, yo, Luke, I could buy booze. But it was like, <laughs> only from this one place. This is for Vince. This is for Vince. <laughs> and, like, he, we even, like, could get things on credit. Like, Damn. No, we don't, what the like, fuck? Yeah, we don't got money. Where did you open this? Jeez. I don't know. This dude was just, like, super chill with us. Yeah, like, coach we, we sound like, like the homie. Well, because yeah. we, we were, like, his friend. Like, we would just, like, hang out and be like, yo, so what are you doing right now? He's like, didn't you just buy stuff for the game? Just chill with you for a little bit. I mean, we, we're going to drink, but we're just going to yeah, be upstairs. Right. So no big deal. That's awesome. Yeah. Good times at the Anaheim place. And a crime, baby. Yeah. If you talk to any of my buddies that came here, they, it's either like the best place. They've, it's probably simultaneously the best place they've ever been to and the worst <laughs> place ever. 
That's usually what 21 to 23 usually sounds like. I mean, I think so. Yeah. But wait, right? so after that, are you totally back on the soccer train then? Are you totally like watching, are you watching the Euro Cup yeah. the next year? And are you watching, or two years later? Yeah, I'm definitely like ramp, ramping back up my fandom. Because you know how I'm a fan and how like I, I consume the game. I can't be like, yeah, no, this team's kind of okay. Like if somebody's like, I think this team's good. I'm like, well, why? Why, uh, do think, why do you think they're good? They're like, uh, they, because they win games. I'm like, yeah, but. They're boring. What or a like, jerk. these guys are good. Or blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, all right, dude, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> so, like, I had to ramp it up. I had to, like, relearn some people. Because all I knew kind of, like, remotely was, like, the Italian players. And obviously, 2006, let's see, Italy wins. Juventus is relegated no. uh, from the scandal. And that then I got to deal with... scandal year. Yeah. I got to deal with all the... I got to swat all those people. are like, you guys are max fitch, fixers. And I'm like, that's not how it went. Like, but I'm like, I'm pre, I'm pre LAFC Vince, like shouting into the abyss of the internet being like, you don't know what you're talking about. So I was like christened right there. But that's pretty, like, that's a pretty distinct, magical, like transition back to the game though. Like that yeah. game that you watched, like a missed penalty and then a made penalty. And now you're like totally back in and then it fucking ramps up to today. Dweezy, man. Yep. I actually never really thought of like the kind of symmetry of like how that fits together, but mm -hmm. no, you're right. Like I, it's uh, it like it literally ran from there. Like it, I honestly just had to like ask people like, hey, do you want to watch soccer with me? But like it didn't. You guys know like when you grew up, like you couldn't ask anybody to watch. Yeah, soccer. nobody. I used to call it the commie sport. Yeah. Yeah. Who <laughs> would not ask, like, and it, especially if like they were in your band or you were like like. Why do we want soccer? Let's go to the bar. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go to the bar. Like, we, especially when you're 21. They're like, there's so many other things we could do right now. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah for, I guess. Dude, for a long time, it was like the equivalent of having, I don't know. It's like the people who are obsessed and go to the anime conventions. They look at you the same way. They're like, hey, like, like soccer. Like, yeah. you go do off is like weird shit. Yeah, and depending on like your type of your homies, like, yeah. for sure, that's the way it was. Yeah, you know? people weren't really fucking with soccer back then. You weren't fucking with soccer back Yeah, then. I hated soccer. <laughs> Josh, wait, when did you... Yeah. Josh, I didn't like commies. <laughs> we're going to interrogate Josh for a second. When did, you, when did you start? Was it 2002? Yeah, too, but it's like the same same reason. Like, I I couldn't really keep up with a lot of stuff just because it wasn't really that available. I think when uh, when uh, Pak Chishong went to United and you saw him in the United kid and it's like, holy crap, I've seen that kid in historically mm -hmm. and now it's on a player I've seen and grown to love. Like, that's when I started paying attention to Europe a little bit, but before then, like, nothing, you know? Well, I think if, if it was like if it was like the anime equivalent back then, and when Pat came over, he brought up it's like skateboarding now. Mm -hmm. Like now, it's like it's like the cool thing. Yeah. It's like skateboarding was in the '90s, is what Pat said. It's like like this stuff. Do you guys agree with that? Kind of. But at the same time, it's like you, skateboarding doesn't have the the history of skateboarding starts here, right? In in California, and so the more you dig deep into it, like, it's not that you don't have this, like, decades-long history to, to, deep, to, to dive into, but, like, the more we hear from guests on the podcast and everything, it's, like, L.A. has always been about it, even in, you know, the non-mainstream anime convention-esque thing. It's, like, yeah. people are gathering. In their, in their apartments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Anna crime right, 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 above 7-Elevens. Right, right. They're screaming at their TVs. Oh, they just yeah. didn't have the venue I'm sure to... we wore people out going, because we used to go to, you know, if you live in Anaheim, you go to, like, downtown Fullerton. Mm -hmm. and. Slybar used to be cool. I don't know what it's like anymore. I, th I think it's okay-ish. I think I mean, it's an LAFC bar now. Yeah, it's an LAFC bar. <laughs> <laughs> so we support Sly. We support bar. them 100%. Sponsor the pod. <laughs> but it was... I never thought I'd see Slim kind of curl it, it back like I know, look, right? When it first opened, it was like, yo, it, it was the place to be. Especially if you were like into this, like into rock and roll because it's a dude from Lit opened it up and he actually yeah. put in like a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. like. Mike Ness stuff, like a lot of California stuff, like you liked punk rock or you liked rock and roll. And I think we used to wear people out, just be like, oh, you know, like blah, 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 and like this, and people would be like, 
uh, yeah, what about, uh, what about Pelé? And we're like, what about him? Like, have you ever seen him? Like, yeah, no one, yeah, no, yeah. like, don't come in here with Pelé. Just like, drop, <laughs> like, just drop that name. Like, you're gonna, like, like, it's like a, a card. Like, you just slam it on the deck. Like, what about Pelé? Over. And you're like, you never seen him play. Like, tell me one thing that you he know, did. Nothing I, is sacred for Vince Can I say one here. thing? That is actually how Brazil fans treat Pelé as well. Yeah. So, Brazil fans... Shout out to all the Brazilians that listen to the podcast. I don't know how many you are. Fucking love your country. Spent a lot of time there. Your national team fans are trash. And oh. they'll they'll admit it too. Because they're just like they just don't have the same like cohesion that a lot of the other South American countries have with mm. their supporters. Um, but they have one chant like that they'll just relentlessly give to anyone who comes across them. And it's just Mil goals, Mil goals, Mil goals, Mil goals, Mil goals. So Pele, so Pele, Maradona, Chenador, which means he's like a fucking drug addict. Gotcha. Like, you know, but he's just like saying he's like a thousand goals. Facts. They're just right, saying right, like, right, right, right. Pele scored a thousand goals. Like, I don't have to say anything more. Right. right. It, is, it is the ultimate. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we had Pele. You just slam like Uno. Yeah. I won. You're right, like, right. why? Yeah, like, but I don't I'm, I'm sure Maradona could dust the eight ball quicker than Pele ever could. You're and right. then go out and score. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> <mad> <laughs> goals. I mean, I feel like Maradona won in life. <laughs> no, right? he He's kind of miserable right well, I mean, if he, he had the most fun. Yeah, right. he definitely had the most fun. He did have the most fun. And, and on the fun note, let's uh, take a quick break. Pink and get time. back and talk about the rock star lifestyles of Maradona and Vince LaRosa. Oh. Back here, FCFC pad. <laughs> here with Vince, and uh, we was talking about a little football, but now we want to talk about his his other true love here, and that's uh, the music game. I know that you've been in bands. Mm-hmm. I know that those bands have been mostly rock, and that's all I know. That's the extent of really? it. Really? So break it down. I'm from Orange County. Grew up in Orange County, so like, <laughs> so I love uh, punk rock. You know, like Social D. I have a shirt that I love to wear and it says Keith Richards is my spirit animal. Mm. And I love that I'll get in and people are like, who's that guy? I'm like, don't even, don't, don't even, don't mess with me. Like, don't even try it. Like, I know that they do on purpose. Like, the joke, the joke at LAFC is no one knows how old I am. So they, so we've assumed that I'm older than everything. (laughs) I've been around for every piece of music all together. Yeah, like, they'll be like, I'll be like, oh, it's my birthday coming up. And they'll be like, when were you born again? Like 524? I'm like, <laughs> just after the second Punic War, I was there. The being, yeah, like, I was out there. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit... Is he, was he, like, um, was he a soccer player or something? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want this pod to end well? <laughs> but no, I love Keith Richards. I mean, my, my, my parents are from the East Coast. Uh, All right, for those that don't know who Keith Richards is that are listening... Do you really think there's people listening? That yeah. Hell yeah, man. We got yeah. different kinds of people in this. Right, in this you, tell, you tell him so I don't have to. Do he's deep dive for you. <laughs> hey, Josh, <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing it. I can't. Judge, none of us know who Keith Richards is. Uh, skinny, drugged out, rocker, legend. The less, the less famous British, of the, yeah. two rolling st- the two main Rolling Stones guys. Mm. Right? Would you say he's less famous than Nick? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe. I know people who've named their dog after Mick. Because Mick but has I a don't cooler name, but, but, I don't, but I don't know. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's true. I mean, Mick and cool. Jagger. So remember, there was like a rash of like dumb like celebrities that like thought they were like rock and roll. Like 
Oh, we had a child. Oh, what's your child's name? It's Jagger. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Shut up. Don't come at Vince with some yeah. trash. Like, basic one on one like you, that. You're the drummer in Blink One Eighty Two. Don't. Shots. Shots fired. Yeah. So uh, I like punk rock, but I also really liked like rock and roll and stuff like that. So I grew up like that. Uh, like like I said, I used to paint my nails in high school. I think I went to an all boys Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. I believe. All and the one of the Honestly, one of the reasons why I paint my nails because I was like looking through the the rules book. Like uh-huh. only a Catholic high school has a rules book, right? Yeah, so where you're like, sick. So here's sick. what here's what you can and can't do. And I was like, yo, nothing says that I can't paint my nails. <laughs> <laughs> so I did it, and I remember being so like pumped when one of the yeah. te- like I met, made it through most of the day, and one of the teachers was like, what's that on your hand? I'm like, nothing. Nothing's on my hand. My fingers are black, and they're like, you can't have that. Go get get out. And I'm like, does it what? glorify the Lord? Then yeah. no. Yeah, I'm like, it's not in the rule book, and I. It was my senior year, and I shit you not, it was in the rule book the next year because my brother went to the school after me. He was like, yo, you're in the rule book. I was like, is my name in there? And he's like, no. I'm like, oh, I, did, I didn't do enough. Yeah, I didn't do enough. Um, so I went through that. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm a jock, though. Like, I'm playing varsity soccer. Um, I went to UCSB right after. Oh, um, you were a bad kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, do you know about UCSB parties? A little bit. They I, are trash for Halloween. Oh, yeah. okay, then you know. Then okay. you know. Yeah. I lived on Del Me Play. Too <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, I know, I know I exactly so where you're going. All right, so if you see Vince, you know that he used to be really Wait, trash. Wait, can we take a sidetrack just one quick <laughs> yes, second? Yes, please, go. Like if, you, if you've been to UC Santa Barbara and you've been to Del you know Del Play. Del Play is a lot, the final street. It literally is like a cliff. We threw a party. Everything was great. As far as we knew, we woke up the next morning, we're cleaning up. This girl shows up and she's kind of in tears. And we're like, eh, girl's in tears. Like something happened. Sure. But it's probably fine though. We're probably okay. She goes, have you seen my friend? We're like, ooh, this is okay. Oh, shit. This not, is getting, gonna... not getting good, but like, it's probably fine. She probably like went home with someone. Hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. She goes, um, I think she fell over the side. We're like, hey, wait, excuse us? Because we literally had a place that was like, uh-huh. had a ba- the cliff. Well, well, we're like, how do you think she fell over the side? She's like, I don't know. I just know. I shit you not. She did fall over the side. Oh, oh, shit. And we don't know. Like, it became a whole thing. I mean, I think I'm not. I mean, we had to talk to the police plenty of times. And I'm not, like, I was not under suspicion of anything. I didn't even know this person. Uh-huh. Um, there was suspicion that someone, she went out, walked out with someone. They Maybe she fell. They were like, oh, F this. I'm out. Blah, blah, but they told us they're like the only thing that kept her alive was the fact that she was so drunk that like it, she survived the hypothermia and then that morning someone like saw her like just lying short. how big of a fall is that a 20 30 foot drop yeah so she broke her Oof. pelvis oh my god i think she also broke like her jaw so she couldn't really like yell for oh. help oh. and obviously it was probably like conked out for like a little bit but it was like probably oh, low tide or high, high tide i don't know how yeah. it works uh, uh, it's one of the tides. Luckily, they found her because it was the tide was coming up when they found her. And then obviously hypothermia was. Yeah. Jeez. But I just I just remember I remember vividly because <laughs> we had parties. And I just remember that girl being like, I think she fell over the side, and we were like, Yeah, cool, whatever. She's like, and the girl just like welling up with tears, and we're like, Oh wait, for real? Like, Yo. you think someone fell over the side? So that that happened. So all of our younger listeners of FCFC out there, be careful if you go up to Santa Barbara. Yeah. It's a little different. It's a little different level. The place that we had actually had to be condemned because this, the cliff was being worn away too much. And the city came in and was like, look, it's the, the erosion is too bad. We can't have this place. So we had to move out. That's crazy. Um, so it's not there anymore. Damn. So you can't go see it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> 
That that woman is alive, and I, as far as I know, she's probably healthy. Oh she, my god! She, she, probably, was, she probably has a better story than I do about it. Yeah, that was a dark hole. We just—I yeah. was like, I don't know if we're gonna end up in a place where I want to be right now. <laughs> this is gonna be the next cereal. All of a sudden, Vince, <laughs> we just turned into the grilling Vince. Like, where were you on that day? Where were you on that night? Okay, good. All right. You know what's good. funny is coming here. I was like, because he told me he's like, I want all the stories. Like, yeah. so make sure you're like ready. Like dope. all the stories that I've thought of to tell are not the ones that I told. Like I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, I should write these down. Like, I was yeah, thinking about yeah, bringing, yeah. like, a book, like, with, with, like, just little tips. Like, what yeah. to... But, like, you bring stuff up, and I'm like, yo, someone fell over the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> That's real. Okay. Uh, Santa Barbara out here. Okay, so I was Treacherous. At, I was at UC Santa Barbara. Oddly enough, I was going there for communications because I was like, I think I want to be a journalist. Hey. But I deeply, badly wanted to be in a rock band. And the second I found out that I made a very big tactical error by going to UC Santa Barbara because they're a uh, technical... Or not a technical school. They are a... They're not practical. They're like a res- they're a research-based school. Okay. So if you go there, there's not a journalism degree. Like you learn communication. So mm-hmm. you learn like, oh, when you talk to someone, there's a message. And it sends from one person to the other. And sometimes there's noise. I've that's distortion. And when distortion happens, that's when your message gets messed up. So human communication is difficult. That's why language is important. And you're like, yo, but I just want to write like some <laughs> columns about like cool bands. Well, that, that's <laughs> what happens when you well, choose well, your college depending on where the party's at. Right, right. And I remember, I remember, well, I remember them telling me, they're like, no, you could still be a journalist. Just go like write for the paper. And I remember showing up the first day, like the paper and like opening the doors, like creeing and being like, nope. So I like, uh, I'm like, I don't want to work there. Like, I'm not doing that. And so I was like, uh, I had one of those like underground DJ stations at the at the place for like a little bit where you got to like play your own music. That mm-hmm. was fun. Like probably cool two kids. people. Yeah, two people listened, whatever. Call call in, you put CDs. That was fun. Uh, do we have to explain what CDs are? No, I don't know what we CDs might, are, sure. you're not old enough yeah. to listen to this fucking pod. Um so I did that and uh literally I was just like this was the time of MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. I remember just like. Who's your top top three friends though? Yeah. Who's my it's top four, bro? Top four, baby. Top three. Hey, my and then it became me, and then you could do like sixty four. Yeah. My, my turn for a super micro tangent. My my fear and loathing for the internet runs deep. Probably one of my first, I want to say like lightning rod columns that I wrote for my college paper was about MySpace and how much I hated it. The death of MySpace. <laughs> and how it was like the death of, no, it was, like, how it was the death of everything. No, I hated MySpace. And, and my friends the hated it. Everything. And my friends knew I hated it and they all made me a MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even know about it. They didn't tell me. No one told me. And after the article came out, all these people sent letters to the editor like, this asshole's on MySpace. <laughs> like, like, I see you on here. I found you. Why did you say that you don't have a profile? You're one of those you guys. You're like, no, no. You're like, you're some kind of predator. No. I've been running the tea time with Dwee's Instagram for a minute, so that's kind of, dude, that's kind of funny. Dude, Tea with Dwee's been hating the internet since 2005. Yo, I need I need on that. Okay. Anyways, Yeah, so MySpace. MySpace, though, one of the fun things of it was was it could be a bulletin board, which, like, is... Definitely like internet 1.0, mm-hmm. like back to that. So I think I was following all these dudes like that were like in the LA rock scene and whatever. Probably not the best idea. I mean, I'm like 19, 18, 19. Are you singing? Are you playing guitars at that time? Are you drumming? Uh, Are you like. I've always played, so I play guitar. I, I still dabble playing guitar for once in a while. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's a love hate relationship. I still see my dude that I used to play guitar with uh, in a band. He lives like literally a couple blocks down from me, and every time he sees he's like, Yo, you still play? I'm like, no. He's like, you gotta practice. I'm like, shut up, bro. <laughs> like, don't give me shit. Um, but no, I, yeah, I was playing guitar, but no, so it's like some guy posted like, hey, um, I need a bass player. I was like, okay. So this guy, if you're a dirty, like you were a Hollywood rocker back in 2000, let's see, I would have been 18, like 2004, 2005, 
uh, and I'm sure he doesn't listen to this podcast, but I know he has ears everywhere, so somehow I'll watch. I'll get a call out of the blue because, like, me and him don't get along, obviously, anymore. Uh, His name was Johnny Jetson, and he was, like, this sleaze Hollywood rocker. Like, I was 18. That dude was probably in his 30s, bro. Mm -hmm. So, but he's, like, saw me. I was, like, ah. He's, like, I need a bass player. I didn't fucking know how to play bass, but I'm, like, yo, it's bass. It's two less strings. (laughs) And, like, deep down in my head, I was, like, I'm going to go there and play, like, guitar. And he'll let me play guitar. Not realizing, like, how good you have to actually be to play guitar at a high level. Like, because, like, legit... Again, this guy sleeves whatever, but legit, fantastic guitar player. Mm-hmm, sure. Really fucking good guitar player. Um, and so I went there, and he'd always tell me, and I didn't think that it was true, because I was like, I'm just like, I'm in a band. I don't fucking care. He's like, dude, you're, you're good looking. Like, I, I'm, dude, you're like a young kid. Like, young girls will like it, blah, mm-hmm. blah, So I'm 18, driving down from Santa Barbara to, like, rehearse at, like, random fucking dumpy places mm-hmm. with, like, this dude, two other dudes that were actually really cool that were maybe 25, 26, that also wanted to be in bands, but we're rehearsing with this guy, and he's, like, the full-on, like, exactly what you expect of, like, a sleazy sunset, yes. like, street, like, sunset strip rocker. Like, he was narcissistic. He was, like, terrifying, like, just, like... <laughs> just, just cutting all the wrong deals. He wanted all the glory for himself, yeah. and he was stealing your girl when you weren't looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the guy that was always... He's the guy that's always... We gotta like, know these people we spent time around the sunset strip, guys. Well, no, you always get that guy that's like, guys, 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 we're so close. We're so close. <laughs> you know what? I got a call the other day, and like blah blah, and like we, legitimately, we did do some cool things. Like I remember we played, um, we played upstairs of the Avalon, which mm. like the whatever the club is, I don't know what it's called now. But the we Avalon know what to, the Avalon yeah, is. Yeah, Avalon, we don't know what it's called. Now. Yeah, the Avalon <laughs> used to have like uh, a, like a like this really cool like bohemian type like just upstairs, mm. and we played for David Geffen. That's a fucking big deal, yeah. right? Like blah yeah, blah, because yeah. his his wife or whatever like the dude charmed her like took a liking to us and she was like yeah you guys are cute like you play without your shirts on you have tattoos like blah blah we were called tattoo millionaires okay shitty fucking band so bad um so I did that uh like I told you I think my first show with tattoo millionaires was at the dragonfly which rest in peace I heard went down recently used to be on Santa Monica uh I was 19 Mm. it was one of those situations where the guy was like um you were all 21 here right and I was like looked around and they're like say yes I'm like yeah 21 he's like here's your drink tickets I'm like oh this is the coolest thing ever yes yes so like I'm, I'm drinking I'm, I'm like I'm the, I'm the coolest right and I, I'd always been the type of kid cause I I was like one of those kids that was like the super young kid and like even your grade like mm-hmm. I'm the last one to get my driver's license like I'm 17 when we're graduating high school I'm like yeah. I'm not held back I'm not like pushed forward or held back I'm just young right and so I was always the guy that kind of got along with, with like just an older crowd I should have learned more from that, but I didn't. Like, <laughs> I should have learned like how bad the scene is and like what I should have known. But uh, while I was playing for them, I got a job at Lip Service. It was like the coolest jean brand. Oddly enough, I got that job because I had tattoos too. <laughs> Where was your shirt off? When, I actually did. Process? So I so the lady that interviewed me was like total square, uh-huh. like just like she was straight laced. Like yeah, she but yeah, she yeah. worked at Lip Service. I could tell she wasn't quite sure of me. And the owner happened to walk in, and this mm-hmm. guy was the coolest guy. I think. Actually, I think, sadly, he, like, committed suicide not too long ago. He's, like, a guy that, like, everyone who knew him loved him. Because, gotcha. like, he had, we had, it was, like, the, you worked in the warehouse. Like, everything was made in America. It was all right there. Like, this dude was, like, the dude. Like, mm-hmm. he made black stretch jeans. Like, that was, like, the new thing. Like, before there was, like, guy jeans, we were having to wear fucking our girlfriend's pants. Like, mm-hmm. I literally wore girl jeans for God knows how long. So lit. Like, Let's go. I learned how to sew just so I could, like, make my pants cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of Paper stuff. Paper that fit. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, 
Um, I remember he just walked in. He's like, you got tattoos? Let me check it out. And I was like, oh, I like showed him one. He's like, yo, I know you got like tattoos. Like, it's okay. Take your shirt off. And I like, took my shirt off. And he was like, <laughs> like showed my tattoos. I got the job. What um, the hell? But so I was taking the shirt off for Bradley, dude. For Bob, for for one. I mean, life is different for good-looking people. Right? <laughs> you just take off your shirt, show tattoos, and get jobs and shit. I've never regretted not having tattoos as much as I regret not having them now. You're missing right? out. Like at man. this at very now, I'm just like, man, I should just been. The funny thing is, like, the players are just as tattooed as I am. Oh, they're yeah. added, dude. I mean, the, t- like, soccer players are like the last bastion of like tattoos, and now they all have them. Like, yeah. Sergio Ramos. Once Messi got, got the full sleeve, yeah. I was like, all right, garbage. it's on. They, they got a fucking Hobbit with the full sleeve. Yeah. If David Beckham gets one more garbage tattoo, man, I don't, I don't know if I can deal with that. This is a tipping point, just one more in your life. Yeah, just one more, bro. Hey, <laughs> watch, he's going to be like, look, I got another one on my neck. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> look, stop it. I got more neck space. Um, but I worked at Lip Service, and uh, I was playing in those bands, and, like, people, like, I was like, no one liked Johnny, but, like, people liked me, and they liked other people in the bands, and... This dude heard about me, and I, I liked his band. I had been to see some of their shows. They were called Chelsea Smiles, um, and his name was Todd Youth, um, another guy that sadly, rest in peace. Um, he was like my, he's my like, Sherpa into the rock and roll world, uh-huh. for for better or worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but Todd Youth played um, Degeneration, uh, Danzig, oh, wow. um, Chrome Locust, like all these big bands that like, he he was in Agnostic Front at 13 years old. Like, he's from the original New York City hardcore scene. Gotcha. So he's got cred. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. fuck with Todd Youth to this day. Like, And I remember he called me. He's like, yo, uh, I'm starting a band. He always used to say, kid. Yo, kid. Like, he would call me, yo, kid. Like, yeah, just yeah, all yeah. the time. Because I was, like, the young guy. And I remember I used to, like, towards the end, I was, like, fuck with him. He'd call and pick up and be like, yo, kid. And he's like, the fuck? The fuck? The fuck? How do I start? Like, how do I start? How do, how do I get started? But um, he called me. He's like, oh, I want to do this band. Like, uh, it's like Iggy Pop. Like, you play bass, like, uh, like, like Stooges, right? You like the Stooges? Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, cool, man. You got the look. Like, a lot of it is the funny thing is, like, a lot of it's about the look. Like, every rocker <coughs> in LA thought, like, look, if I can deal with you, you look legit, you like the right bands, and you got the look, I'll teach you to play. Like, yeah, and that was the thing. So yeah, he was yeah. just like, yeah, I can teach you to play. And then, like, never heard from him, right? Like, didn't hear from him. And I'm like, Man, I thought I was gonna play this band. Like, that's really cool. Like Todd's a big deal. And then I got hit up um, by Todd. He was like, "Yo, you work at Lip Service, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I do." He's like, "Do you like you guys get a discount, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll hook you up." And it was, the discount was legit, like uh-huh. super cost. Like the jeans went for whatever sixty bucks. I must have got them for like fifteen dollars. I'm like, "Yeah, yo." He's like, "We're going on tour. I need some fresh." Like jeans. We're playing the Troubadour before we go on tour. Mm. Can you bring me some? He's like, "I I'll." Like, the record company will reimburse you because they were on capital. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, 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 totally. So uh, I go to the Troubadour, and he's like, just come upstairs. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm fucking go upstairs to the Troubadour. Like, I never – I played the Troubadour once, so I knew, like, where the upstairs were at least. Um, and so I went up there, and he's like, yo, lock the door. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. what's going on, bro? <laughs> Some grime about to yeah, happen. Like, what's, what's going, going on? And they haven't gone on yet. And I'm like, here's your jeans. I'm like, why am I locking the door? And he's like, so we're about to go on tour. Uh, we got this dude. Have you seen that dude out there? I'm like, which dude? He's like, the dude standing by our amps. I'm like, no, I haven't seen him. He's like, just, you'll, you'll get a look at him later. But this guy's, he's bunk, man. We can't deal with him. He's like 50 years old. And like, this is the guy that the, that the record company has hired to like be our roadie. He said, do you want to be our roadie? Uh, I'm like, in my head, like roadie's like a dirty word, right? Because I'm like, I, no, I, yeah, yeah. I'm a star, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> put me on stage. But, I, but deep down, I'm like, I don't know. And he goes, uh, the record company's paying, dude, you get $400 a week. And I was like, oh, 
And he's oh. like, and you get per diem. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so uh, I, I was like, yeah, I'll do that totally. I quit my job. I was like, lip service piece, like blah, blah. That that lady that hired me, I hated her. <laughs> like I loved everyone else, but I hated her. I was like, peace. Not even give my two weeks. I'm out. I'm going on tour. Like I'm doing what you guys all want to do. Fuck you. Uh, and so we went on tour like with, with Brides of Destruction, which was Tracy Gunn's band, which was Nikki Six. Nikki Six started the band, but then like went back to Motley Crue. But like. It was funny because people would show up and be like, where's Nikki? He's like, I'm not fucking here. Um, we went on tour. I like That's where I like really learned the ropes. Like drove the van, like actually learned how to do things properly with the guitar, learned how to put the rigs together, all that. When I came back, my buddy got me a bar or bar job. I was like bar back and then I just started slinging drinks because like it was a shitty bar. Like, hey, can you give me a drink? There's no one else by, back there. I'm like, yeah. I'll make a drink. They're, yeah, I'm, they're, yeah. I'm like doing it all wrong. They're like, yo, there's a lot of booze in there. We like this guy. <laughs> so, so I like make drinks. And then um, these dudes from Long Beach had been coming in because like we started like doing rock shows at this place. It was called Rock Bar mm-hmm. in Costa Mesa. Uh, and we started doing rock shows and these dudes came in they're like yo can you play guitar like we're thinking about kicking out our guitar player and like he's not gonna play the next show so can you play I'm like yeah I, 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 I could do that yeah. so like I learned the songs and I, I played great show it was a really good show I had a bar guitar because I, I had bass rig right like I didn't have any yeah, yeah, yeah. shit so I had a bar guitar for my buddy and I, I remember breaking a string but being like I don't have another guitar <laughs> and, like I don't have time to change it because it was like a six song set and I was like, eh, it's like a string I don't really need. So I like went through the rest. It's and then, string. like after breaking the string, I like the way I played was like pretty aggressive because I played rhythm. I would always like rip my finger open, like mm. just from the strings hitting it. And so, been drinking a little bit, blood gets a little thin. So it's like I'm gushing now, like right. And people are like, they're getting, they're stoked about it. Like, yeah, they're they love it. They're like, it's we're bleeding. This so we so, so been this rock band. When I went, I went, yeah, so World Cup a, tattoo, just like yeah, covered in blood. A, we had a great show. Um, their band was like already like formed like they were Long Beach true and true like they all like met at like Long Beach State like blah blah, blah. Uh, like the they had been playing with like Buck Cherry so they, like they knew people blah blah and, and so I was like this is a great show so I'm like I'm in they're like yo slow down <laughs> slow down I'm like what like we had a great show they're gonna kick the guy out I thought he's an asshole yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. like fuck him blah blah they're like yeah but he, like, he's our bro like I can't just do that he's the and bro like, alright cool cool and then I do say um, and so they so we, it was like I was like oh, I'm probably still gonna get in the band whatever so then uh, my the Chelsea Smiles were like yo we got a huge show you got a tech for it I'm like what is it like the Colts getting back together I'm like what the Colts getting back together like if you know rock bands like big 80s rock band was like I don't know the second coming of the Doors or some shit I don't know and Jerry Cantrell was playing was playing with them. Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. I remember I met Billy Gibbons that night. I'm dropping so many names that people don't even fucking no. know. No, no, no. Billy think, Gibbons from hey, ZZ Top. No, there's a lot of shit. The, the LAFC community, the black and gold community, I know there's a... Yeah, there's more, more, there are more, there's more rock heads than hip-hop than, bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I smoked a cigarette with Billy Gibbons. He asked me if, for a cigarette. I smoked a cigarette with Billy Gibbons, which is like, for me, it was like just like the coolest fucking thing ever for... For my girl now, Cody, who's from Texas, she's like, Billy Gibbons? Like, everyone fucking loves Billy Gibbons in Texas. I'm like, because they should. <laughs> like, they should. Um, but so, There's a little yelling at people. Dude. That's <laughs> yeah, I realized. I'm a yeller. But so, yeah, I got, so that gig, so I invited the, those guys. And I was like, yo, I'll get you guys in. Yeah. It, was like, it was like a secret show, like yeah. Spaceland. Like, it wasn't a big show. I'm like, get you guys to come backstage, you can meet everybody, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, yo, you're in. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That's a good day. So that band was called Nightchild. It was in Long Beach. Uh, 
we played we played big show we i mean we long beach was like our our area right mm-hmm. but i mean i played the whiskey play the key club as i'm naming all these places i'm like they barely exist anymore like the whiskey is there key club's not you got memory that all those spots too whiskey yeah dude key club yeah i don't remember because did you go to the whiskey for bling bling no, I went to the whiskey. They used to do a lot of hip hop shit. That was, yeah, that was it was called and whiskey bling, too, bling, bro. It's called that, bling bling. Shout out to everybody who went to the underage club bling bling back when you were like 17, 18 years hey. old. Probably seeing young Dwee that didn't have the mustache at that time. Yeah, <laughs> but I wish I had. But yeah, man, we all got memories at these places. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and you're right. I don't know how many of them exist because I haven't been to. I know Key Club's gone for sure. Yeah. I think the building is there, but I don't think anything's in there. Oh no, it's, it's called, called, it's called One Oak. Isn't it? Oh, is, is it that a key, what key club? club is not? I, I swear to God, that's horrible. I swear, I was driving. <laughs> I was driving. I was driving. Oh, it's one of a kind. O A K. That. <laughs> it's. A I know it's not Vegas you. Club. I know it's not you that named it, but I want to hate you. One of the rocks. Wait, wait, though, shout out Nick Young and J R Smith for 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 blessing One Oak many many times. I mean, <laughs> One Oak is definitely the ratchet club. That's one of them. The key club was pretty ratchet. Yeah. Like it always was. So the spirit is still Actually, there. I feel I like, yeah, know. back when I was in college, they had like some college events at the key club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was that underground room. Mm-hmm. That shit went down. Yeah. Yeah, bad stuff. <laughs> Dude, I'm happy to say the Roxy still exists. I remember. still yeah. great. I have a good key club. I, so I went to the key club once. Um, so we used to play with Metal School. Or what are they now? Steel Panther? Or they probably changed their name again. Like Metal School was like really big because they played metal covers. This is like... the the start of the cover bands and they were really fucking right, good um, and they used to sell at the key club they like went from like the Viper to the Roxy the key club like, they just kept getting bigger and bigger um, and I had like a specific look like you see me now um, you know a lot of rock stars die young my hair died young mm-hmm. instead <laughs> but like I used to have like long black hair yeah, like yeah. eyeliner like just did, did it up and Vince remember wearing a shawl neck cardigan while he's doing <laughs> No, I still got style though, bro. <laughs> it's fire. Let me tell you. you it's just style. a different kind of fire. He's kind of one of the most stylish, stylish guests we've had. Uh, yeah, it's, it's some heat right now, yeah. dude. Uh, so uh, I remember being there. If, so we got in because like, we knew those guys. And then we got to sit like on the side, which was like the VIP side, yeah, right? Yeah. And so uh, one of the dudes from Avenged Sevenfold was there. And like at the time, I happened to look like the guitar player, which was not the dude that was there. And so Steel Panther's like, yo, the dudes from Avenged Sevenfold are here, stand up. And the one guy stands up, and so they're like, <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm like, it's not me. And then so everyone's like, even the people that are with this guy are like, yo, yo get up, get up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got up, and this is not the first time it happened. Like, there's been plenty of times I had been bought drinks by like just, by the way, Avenged Sevenfold's like, uh, uh, at that time, uh, their like fan base was mostly like college dudes that like, I probably had some issues and like, <laughs> like we're kind of, we're kind of like bro-ish because like every guy that I everyone that I ran into that was like you're you're Sinister Gates like yo let me buy you a drink it was like a frat dude that's like I love like your music reaches me bro and I'm like yeah, what are you talking about yeah. like I remember one guy being like yo dude like you I'm like hey like I'm not gonna take your drink I'm not that guy he's like yo I get it like you just don't want to tell everyone I'm like I'm not that guy and then, and then it turned into like a whole thing where he's like you're a dick, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You're a dick. I'm like, I'm not that guy. He's probably like going on a forum. He's like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I just remember being like, I'm not that guy. And my friends fucking love, like, I guarantee my friends seated some of it. Sometimes we would go, like, we'd be in a bar and be like, yo, did you know Sinister Gates is over there? <laughs> and I'd be like getting a drink and then people, and I'd just like look over and people would be like, 
Oh! <laughs> so I'm sure they did it because they thought it was like hilarious. That, yeah, if I had a friend that looked like a rock star, yeah, I would do that too. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> eating off the likeness right now. <laughs> well, it helped. Yeah. I mean, we got to go like VIP. Like yeah, we have Chubby Lee in one right here. <laughs> oh, your peace sign. <laughs> oh man. So that was. So how old were you at that time? Um. How about, how long did this, the, the 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 period of bands yeah. last? Just in general. Yeah, so I like thought, like, so we finally, like, kind of, like, called it quits maybe when I was, like, 26. Because mm. that's when I was, like, yo, I'm not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> and I should probably go back to school. And I think I went back and <coughs> I was, like, went through the whole process of getting my actual journalism degree because mm. I had dropped out. Mm-hmm. Stay in school. Um, Fuck school. But do bands, too. Yeah, but do bands, do too. Do bands, too. Yeah, here, and coke. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, go I'm just do kidding. School. Don't do drugs, kids. These are such crazy messages that we're right. yelling at the They're mixed messages. They're mixed messages. The message is decide for yourselves. Okay. Here's a real message. Go to community college. Don't spend your parents' money and figure out what you want to do. Hey, I didn't do that. That's a good fucking idea. I that didn't is. do that. I, I walked out with student debt. Hey. Uh, but, um, yeah, it must. so then I went back to Cal State Florida, and that's when, again, I so soccer had then come back back into my life then. And uh, at Cal State Fullerton, you have to write for the paper. And they're like, uh, you get a beat. Like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to do sports. They're like, well, a lot of people want to do sports. I'm like, I want to do soccer. They're like, have it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to do soccer. Um, oddly enough, I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, yo, I covered Cal State Fullerton, you know, and UC Riverside used to be in their division. People are like, I don't know where you're going with this. I'm like, Shane Long from the uh, New York Red Bulls, U.S. national team, played for UC Riverside when I was covering Cal State Fullerton. I'm like, and get this. He was probably playing forward. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, Shane Long played forward. Wasn't he playing in the midfield in their USL team? Yeah, he went from forward to USL to, like, the Sounders tried him out at center back. They're like, you suck. He's basically then they sent him to goal- Red Bulls, and now he's on the national team. He's going to be a goalkeeper next yeah, week. Yeah, Shane Long's going to be in <laughs> yeah, goalie. We're just moving him back. He's no <laughs> Latif Blessing, but. Hey. Hey. Yeah, shout, shout out to Latif. Yeah. Don't send money to Latif. Don't send money. Get, <laughs> get your money, but don't send it. <laughs> get your money, but don't send it. But, yeah, that was kind of my rock and roll journey. I mean, it's it, it's it it was always fun. Uh, sometimes super narcissistic, sometimes super destructive. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world because it's like the stories that I get to, like, I love talking to the, like people that I work with, they're like 25, 26. And like, what's the closest you ever come to dying? I'm like, I've got a story. Like there's, there's a joke that like Vince always has a story for it, which I do, <laughs> which is kind of fun. But they're, they're just like, cause like th- it doesn't exist anymore. It really doesn't. Like. I wish rock and roll is as exciting as like hip hop is now. And like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I enjoy like listening to some hip hop, but I can't like delve deep into it. Mm-hmm. But what I can look at it is, is like what you, what hip hop heads have is like this, like we're not quite sure where we are and mm-hmm. we're not quite sure where things are. The problem with where I was in rock and roll was everyone knew like, Hey, this is how you get to the top. And everyone was following a script. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think hip hop had a script for a while and then it got torn up and then they're like, yeah. Yo, you gotta find your own script, and so that's when it's like, exciting again. I think rock is getting close to where it's like, guys, the the same script where you're gonna be discovered, you're gonna do this, you're gonna go on tour, is not working anymore, mm. and it's gonna be exciting again. But as of right now, yeah. I wouldn't want to be. I really would not want to. Like be you again. mostly listen to older bands. Like you're not like picking up new rock bands every week. And no. you're like, oh, did you hear this new like rock band? From I try. Band? You know, I try to do the Spotify Discover, but like the newest rock band I listen to is like Black Girl Motorcycle Club. Is a good LA band. I love them. Uh, There's yeah. no like SoundCloud scene for rock and roll. They'll say no, like that. no, because like you think that well, because rock and roll got to the point where it's like, don't give away your music. Like, don't uh, do that. You can get paid for this, bro. It's like, no, you can't get paid for this. You <laughs> right, literally right, cannot. Yeah, they're the ones that did all the suing. Who's the yeah? We Metallica guys, dude. The Metallica guy, like all the big, like. 
I feel like U2 was on that train too, weren't they, for a while? Like, oh, just for sure. All like the biggest icons in rock. Remember when you opened up your iPhone really like, why do I have the new U2 album? That shit was so You're like, you're welcome. You're like, no, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. I have the new U2 album. <laughs> I can't delete this. I, I play my shit on shuffle and I keep getting <laughs> I have prided myself on never having U2 on my phone. <laughs> but here we are. Thank you, yeah. Apple. It's good. Just, Thanks, Bono. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. That they, they pulled that off. Forever and ever, man. Yo, you, you want to know how you know that uh, the players are no longer in the weight room and it might be Bob Bradley? And the music turns to rock and roll. Does <laughs> <laughs> it turn to only Bruce Springsteen? No, no, no. Bob listens to rock and roll. Bob listens to like some good stuff. Like, I wonder. Me and Bob have. Not to, we will not be dissing the fucking boss on this podcast, by the way. No, no, no. I'm not dissing. Is... I'm not. Di- I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying. I wonder if he knew that. I want He there's a new album that came out, right? A new Bruce Springsteen album. Oh yeah. Then, I mean, Bruce obviously Bruce is a go-to, but I remember sitting with him one day because he was waiting to like sit down for an interview, and I was like, Bob. I think it was a day that he... Do you remember the day that he asked all you guys, like, where'd you go to school? Oh, yeah, where he had, like, from? a whole breakdown with everybody. Yeah, yeah like, he, Bob, like, we'll have days where, like... Cause look, Bob legitimately likes to know everyone's name that is asking questions, that's yeah. going to training, like, and he likes to know something about you. And I remember there was one day, and I was not in the scrum that day because I was helping with some other stuff. And he had asked, like, Aubrey come over, and he's like, she's like, Bob's asking everyone, like, where they went to college, like, what their journey is, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, that's kind of uh, interesting. And, like, and I kind of, like, I was kind of, like, he didn't ask me. Like, I want to show off. Like, Baba And Bob walked over, and he was like, and he finally asked me, and I was like, oh, I did this, and Baba played in band. I, I vividly remember this. I was like, I played in bands, I play guitar. He's like, lead guitar? I was like, no, rhythm. And I, just the disappointment. The <laughs> <laughs> disappointment, talk about the disappointment. I was like, yeah, Bob, before this, I used to write about music. You know, like, I came in, I'm coming from the music world, and, and he was like, oh, really? What kind of music? And I just, like, look at him, and I'm like, there's just no way this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it's going uh, sideways right now. Uh, 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 hip-hop music and, uh, and jazz and jazz, jazz, yeah, jazz. Like, open, like, open, open the jazz, open the jazz, jazz catch him, and nope. he's just like, oh, okay. Uh, Ryan? <laughs> uh, Ryan Walsh well, like, tell me something. He's yeah. like, oh, you're from Brooklyn. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, I love you. I remember Shout Bob, out to Ryan. Yeah, Bob came over, and I was like, you know, Everyone always talks about Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, but Bob, you have to like other music. He's like, of course I do. And so we like geeked out. He's like, about the other bands. He's like, oh, I like Thin Lizzy. I like this. He's like, what are you into? I was like, I love the Stones. He's like, yeah, I liked them when they were an R&B band, but their new stuff. I'm like, yeah, their new stuff's not good. Everyone knows that. Like, like don't <laughs> take it easy, Bob. Don't put me down, bro. Take it easy. Bob. <laughs> Come on. I was like, I love the New York Dolls. He's like, nope. Wait, <laughs> I want to know, you guys, <laughs> rock bands, any, any and ever. Yeah, is there any you fuck with? Um, I know, ne- like. Just in music in general with me, I'm not a deep diver. I don't doubt, I don't go look for albums. I I listen to what's on the playlist and whatever. So yeah, like I mean, my sisters were my older sisters got me into like we talked about lit earlier. That was yeah. probably like the first one I remember. Oh fuck, lit. Yeah. A place in the sun. Yeah. It's not the name of the album. I don't yeah. know. All I remember was it my was my so own weird. worst enemy. My sisters were on that song. Mm. Um, great video, great music video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we explain what music videos are? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I came up in like the fucking Blink One Eighty Two era. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like the the real rock per se wasn't like yeah. accessible if you weren't looking for it. Like when we were, you know, it was TRL era. I remember when I remember when I was like joining with these bands or like going on tour and whatever like i got schooled easily and i think the only reason like i got into those is because thank god i had like this basic knowledge of like the rolling stones the stooges like some older bands mm-hmm. because like bands that were concurrent they were like oh so what do you, like what new music do you listen to i was like 
don't know, like punk rock. They're like, oh god, <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? And Haters. it's like, it's funny because some of my friends are still like punk rock mm. guys. They're mm. like, oh, we're gonna go see Rancid, and I'm like. Hey man, I was I came into the music game through punk rock. Can't throw shade. Okay, no, so did first, I. But I first moved city on. was probably I Chris, moved on. First city was probably crisscross, totally crossed out. But then after that, it was that. mostly gonna be rock up until I was probably like uh, like punk rock until I was like fourteen or fifteen. Mm. My first ever concert. So then, what was yours, Dweez? Dude, my first ever concert at eleven. First ever concert. No doubt, the Suicide Machines and Weezer. Suicide Machines were at the Pond great. in Anaheim, the Tragic Kingdom tour, in nineteen ninety seven. He says the one that we don't know. <laughs> Suicide he named three bands. He was like, the one you don't know is the good one. But at the time, Weezer Suicide wasn't Machines even... had a song about vans, like when vans weren't cool yet. Uh, and uh, like, I just, I still remember that to this day. Second concert, No Effects, age 12. Well, first time I saw someone doing like for real deal drugs. And I was like, oh, and I first sure. time I saw someone flash. For real deal. Flash. Yes. Flash. Like, first time I was like, they probably were very attractive I was either. terrified. I was just like terrified. Because <laughs> I'm like 12 years old. Who, how That's did I get into this Barbie concert? That's what looks you know? like. Um, <laughs> so it has no effects, man. Yeah. Like no effects. So it's like you know, like the Goldfingers, these like kind of like funnier punk bands that were like. A Wait, Dweez, bit... you grew up out here, right? Like wh- here and in Southern Utah. Okay, mm-hmm. but were you out here when we had the shout out to Brian Head? Brian Head. Were you out here when we had the Big Virgin Megastore oh, yeah. at the block? Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, come on. All like my yeah, it was it was kind of in two places, and like the most block. of my concert the experiences. Block. It's not called the block anymore Dude, either. What's it called? No. It's like the outlets at Orange or hey. something. What the hell? Shut up! No, fuck you guys. That's just the block. Yeah, yeah. I always call it the block. I remember going to. What is it, Ron John Surf Shop? Ron John's. Remember the Ron John? I saw face to face at. Oh, Virgin face to face. Sword. See, that was one of the bands that, like, yeah, face to face, like these sort of bands. I was that's what I listened to when I was, until I was like fifteen, and then the, like the hip hop. Yeah. I caught the hip hop bugs because st- hard and never looked on, back because you're supposed to move. Mm. On. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, my older brother was in a band. I I, I tried to play the guitar once. I yeah. remember how bad my fingers hurt, and that was terrible. You have an older brother. Hey, Whoa, shout out are to we the oldest dweez. Y'all don't know about There's the oldest, oldest dweez. There's I a got secret dweez? son. You're mid dweez? I'm the middle dweez. That's hey, what I got. You the, you the high top mids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a big dweez. There's a big dweez. There's the biggest dweez. All right. He's the one that played in the band. He's the one that knows about rock music. Dude. All right. I tried right. to learn from him, but then I was like, dude, I don't think your tastes are as good as my tastes. I'm going to venture off. Mid, that's middle, middle talk dweez. Yeah, right yeah, hot take. Hot take middle child. All right, guys. Let's take one more break. We'll be right back with a little tea. It's tea time with Dweez. We got tea Vince time? here for one more little segment. And Vince, what you're going to do with this is a little Taiwanese tea tasting cup. I got some Phoenix oolong today. Oolong. Ginger flower, tea habitat, Alhambra, Emen. Shut up. She doesn't even know I got flower. a podcast, Alhambra, but she's my girl. Near future the, future near the sponsor. PC, near the, the performance center. Right near the, you could go to the performance center, check out the performance center, and just scoot up the road and get yourself some Phoenix oolongs. Um, you're going to flip it over. Okay. And it's, then yeah, it's going to seem like you can't. Very phallic. Yeah, thing. you're going to yeah, like flip it like this. Just touch it, man. Now that I said that word, I want to keep saying <laughs> phallic. Uh, and oh, the, the, see, no, you're good. You're good. Now take the top off. And you're gonna smell that cup. That's kind of your little smell, smell cup. Smell that cup, Vince. Oh yeah. Kind of gives you an idea of what you got going on tonight. It's just like you and drink smell that. The ass hey man, you and as it. as much as you want to drink, just keep passing me your cup, <laughs> and I'm going I'm going fill you up. Give me a heavy pour. Give me that oolong. Man, I was super excited about this because like, it's I'm uh, is a craftsman or like a connoisseur. Like, 
I don't know anything about tea, but I love that when other people love something and know something about something. Hell yeah. Like if you throw, if you're like, I love tea and you throw a tea bag in, I'm like. Exactly. This is something what? I haven't <laughs> said on the pod in a while, but the first time we potted, like on an episode where it was just Josh, myself, and Dweez, um, you'll never hear that episode. Uh, but Dweez pulled out like a little drug dealer scale, a little digital scale yeah. where, you know, normal people are weighing their cocaine and fucking shrooms and weed and you started weighing out tea leaves yeah and i was like okay this is officially a thing <laughs> well it's like you got the dude that's like oh i love whiskey you're like well, what's your favorite whiskey he's like jack daniels you're like don't talk to uh, me oh yeah yo like, if, don't talk to me anymore if jack daniels is your fucking favorite whiskey you're a trash person yeah look i'll drink jack daniels yeah if Move that's the middle got, america if it's free i'm drinking it yeah but you're, Come on. you don't love whiskey if you drink jack daniels here's a piece of advice if you like whiskey go find a japanese one Oh, oh, Suntory time. Here's a, here's a piece of advice. If you like whiskey, there are some decent tea and whiskey combos <laughs> out there. All right? Stop and I'm not... Tea, look, bro. I'm here for that. I'm not going to... Actually, gonna, in Japan, yeah, that's a chaser. Like, they, they serve same green in, tea with their whiskey. Same in China. Yeah. Yeah, so... Wait, is that the Japanese Jaeger bomb? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Did we just do it? The fucking Jaeger. I'm going to go there and they're like, excuse me, sir? <laughs> Jaeger? Once you've seen your friend throw up Jaeger all over his yeah. bed and it looks like... A horrible exorcism has happened. You stop drinking Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger bomb is Jaeger bombs are like the only thing that like I'm a de- pretty good drinker. You know, I've been through the wars. Uh, those are the only things that I will black out mm. like and not remember. Mm-hmm. Luckily though, and I have people that attest to this. I, when I when I drink, I'm a hugger. <laughs> I'm a cuddly guy. I'm very friendly. I'm not violent whatsoever. So like, if you wanted. If anybody listening to the podcast wants to have a, a drink with Vince, I'm a fun person to be around for that. Remember, Jack Daniels is a drink of choice. But yeah, <laughs> we bring Jack Daniels. So what I is your favorite whiskey? Right you know what I really like that's actually not a super expensive whiskey is, because I like bourbon, mm. is Bullet. Yeah, Bullet is, Bullet is, is always Bullet's like a for the go-to, price. like you don't have to spend 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. Like, if you want a Buffalo Trace, yeah, it's great, but like, I don't. We're talking MLS money, mm-hmm. though. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Dwee, the prem. He can he. We've had many a talk, so Dwee's can understand. This is the MLS. Money. Hey, this yeah. is the reason we keep drinking Phoenix Oolong that I bought in December. All right, guys, yeah. sponsor the pod, everybody. I mean, to be honest, like, there's the, I don't know how much longer we go be having Hennessy on the pod. This <laughs> is expensive, dog. right? Get that sponsorship. Sponsors, please. Where, where are you at? Hey, so I think what would be kind of cool to talk about now that we've talked about pretty much. Everything not LAFC related, Vince. Like you get to be the like guy who. What did, what did? Wait. What did? Uh, what did? Was it Jordan Harvey last year said it? Or oh Bader? yeah. What did he say? He you said set I the set, tone. I set the narrative. Set the narrative. Which for LAFC. Jay Harvey dropping a narrative like. <laughs> Shout out to the back to back podcast. Hey. Yeah, the back to back podcast is awesome. Honestly, so just a real quick on the podcast. Like I'm. The one that kind of was like, we should have a podcast. And they're like, yeah, if you want to do it, do it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And they're like, I, I was like, I'd love to have a player. They're like, there's some players that want to do it. And Walker jumped on it quick. Jordan and Beta. We had forgotten that we had talked about Jordan and Beta having a podcast on like a beta time, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then when, like, we gave, when we were like, Walker's doing one, they're like, hey. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, we totally did tell you guys we should do it. So they did it. <laughs> and I've honestly, I've recorded with both of them and helped like both of them. I've been pleasantly surprised that, like, they do their homework. Mm. Like, they come into it. I mean, everyone, if you've listened to Walker's podcast, he does, like, the Walker voice. Like, Walker has, like, the broadcast voice down already. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, on the flip side, Beta and Jordan, like, 
their podcasts are good. Like they do their homework. They have transitions. They have everything. All the things that this podcast is like. I mean, what? No, no that's. <laughs> I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say much respect to them because all you people that keep saying that like it sounds so our, our podcast sounds so unscripted and natural. None of this shit is scripted. All the stories that even Vince said he was yeah. gonna come through and share. None of that shit was shared. Like, this is just kind of how shit goes. And it gives us an opportunity to have Vince back to share what he Yeah, I'm legit hoping, like, really good shit happens in the next couple of weeks so I can, like, come back sometime soon because I've had a great time. I might just hang out on podcasts, like, that yeah, I'm not man. on. Yeah, man. Right, I mean, you guys are right. I walked here from Bank of California. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, from from No Peter, No Party, Jamaica game. Mm. Yeah. Uh, which, was, which was a bummer because I love Peter Lee Vassal. But I'll tell you one of the weirdest things is... So when you write, and Dweezer can attest to this, everyone tells you, like, writing's dead, no one reads writing, but, like, secretly, deep down inside, you're like, no, I know that, like, this is a great way to convey a deeper, nuanced message. I'm going to continue to write, and plus, if no one's, if so, supposedly no one's listening, or writing, or reading, um, I'm just going to try fun shit, and I'm going to make stuff up, and make up new devices, and whatever, you know, Hunter S. Thompson, I know it's cliche to say that, but I do love Hunter S. Thompson, not because I want to drop acid and do things, but... Hearing that a guy... Well, secretly, you want to drop over that Secretly, yeah. yeah. Secretly, but hearing a guy that, like, was hired to go to the Kentucky Derby and write about Kentucky Derby decided to drop acid and write about how stupid the people looked instead. Like, <laughs> Hall of Famer, right? So, but one of the things that, uh, other than people will find me and say, like, I read your stuff, that still weirds me out. And if I seem weird when you say that to me, it's just because I don't know what to say to you. Um, but I appreciate it. Is uh, players read stuff. <laughs> like they don't like you like they don't have time for this like mm. they got better things to do they do like you said Jordan Harvey brought up uh, I had been writing takeaways I tried to write takeaways after every game and try to do it right after every game mm. I don't know why no one tells me I have to but I do um, I think now it's like one of those things where like you put yourself through it just so you could feel like you're doing something yeah. you're like oh it's a stress and I'm painful it's 3am I'm gonna get this out uh, but I they had like a shutout again and I had not written about oh. the defense and they were like just walking out of oh. the PC and uh, they literally were like giving me shit like you don't write about the defense enough all we ever hear about is Carlos this Carlos that <laughs> I'm like well he's pretty good they're like yeah he's good but come on like you have five takeaways you give one to the defense so I was like yeah you and they weren't wrong um, so that's been the weirdest thing I've had Bob tell me like I read something that here's why it's wrong it's always why it's wrong <laughs> like I'll get one the great thing I'll say about Bob is, and I don't know if you've had this experience, but like, Bob will straight shooter, and he'll tell you like when you're wrong. I've been yelled at by Bob, like, like a player yelled at by Bob. Like you were there the day I got like brought in the locker room and yelled at. But he always like on the back end will like make it up to you and like see you and be like, oh hey, I just wanted to tell you like, did you actually? It's not even that nice. It's like that. So here's what happened. I got yelled at by Bob for asking a stupid question in preseason. Good. Let's go. It was about. Uh, one of the younger players, and it was I worded it very wrong, and he, after the press conference was done, brought me in and was like, "Look, dude, like, you're you're doing a job. Like, that was dumb. Don't ask that question. Don't ask it that way. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it's preseason. Like, you know better. Like, at least he's trying stuff. Like, he's yeah, doing yeah, things. Yeah. Like, blah, blah blah. And then two days later, he saw me at the PC and was like, "Did you watch the game again?" And I was like, "No, I didn't. It's preseason yes. game, Bob. I don't have tape to it." He's like. You know we can get you tape anytime <laughs> you want it. Like you, you, you should be watching these things. I think if you watch, he goes. I think if you watch it though, you'll see my side. And I was like, 
classic Bob. Like that's how that's how it gets you. And but it's like, uh, like I, if you're listening to this podcast, you could tell like I love Bob because like he literally raises my game because he does not give a fuck. <laughs> he's like, you work for the team. I want. He's like, if you work for the team and you write about my team, you better know what you're doing. Better come mm. correct. And you, yeah, you better do it. And he's like, and if you don't, I'm going to get at you. Like, he's not the guy that's like, that guy's a writer, not my problem. Mm. Instead, he's like, I'm going to come at you and I'm going to bring it to you. So I think he's definitely raised my game. And I know, I don't want to speak for you, but I know we've talked about it. He's raised your game. Wallerson said the same. Josh, like we all. Dude, the best part about Bob is if, if he has time, you know, if, if he's not busy and he's got a hundred things on his plate, which I'm sure he always has to do. I can't imagine what it's like you know, running the ship that he's running. Yeah. Dude, he'll, like, sit with you outside in the training center, and he'll talk for, like, as long as you want about, like, some tactical thing about the game. Yeah. Like, whether you're two of you, one of you, three of us. Yeah. And he really is genuinely doing it not to, like, glorify his teams or whatever. He's doing it for, like, the advancement of the game in this league, in this city, with his team, and, and for you even just for your own benefit. So it's kind of like an education, honestly, yeah. just in the game, like r- writing a part. And Bob does have like a good sense of like media coverage because his brother was a journalist for a long time. I think now he's the, in the communication staff at Toronto, Toronto FC. FC. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has like a good understanding and like, you know, we'll talk about, you know, the struggle of like sports media in general, but, but what I value the most about our conversations is he'll like really give you context. You know, I think anytime you're writing something, you want to just give those those quick the quick hits the hot takes and if Bob can explain to you how like a play really breaks down and all the nuances that go wrong and something and how you can't really hold like this left back responsible for like this one moment because it was like a whole breakdown of the whole team and how you need to talk about these things in a in a wider manner it's like it can really like open open yeah. your mind for the game which has been I think you know, in terms of covering the team side of it my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Like, being able to talk to him as much as he has. So, I can imagine other coaches aren't that way, you know? like I wouldn't think so, yeah. and I think that most of them are, like... Because, look, uh, look, uh, so, yeah, I work for the club. So, at the end of the day, there's certain things that I probably can't say that I wish I maybe could. And there's things that I know that I definitely can't say that, like, I wish I could tell people, but, like, you just got to wait. It's going to come out in the wash or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, I think there's probably a lot of coaches that are just, like... And, look, I, I don't... I wouldn't say a softball question, like, after games or whatever, but, like, there's some questions I ask because, like, I, I, I want to get, like, something across or do something that is club-worthy because, look, I know someone else is going to ask this other question. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to take care of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of coaches that will just be, like, let you skate by on it, and, but I'll, like, ask him a question, like, oh, aren't you out for revenge? He's like, shut up. Like, no one talks <laughs> like that. Like, we don't talk like that in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm... Vince, I'm gonna tell you straight. Like, don't don't even ask me that question. <laughs> there's a whole, there's a whole cool. like language we have that we call them like media questions. It's like, is that a real question or is that a media question? Yeah, gotcha. you know, and like, and sometimes like the reality of all of our business is that there has to be some media questions. Don't worry, guys, it's not gunshots, it's not fireworks. Yet. It's yeah. fireworks. It's fireworks. People just letting off the practice rounds. Um, Bob's doing a drive by, making sure that we're doing, we're saying the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but he he. Um, he gets it. He gets it all, and and I think like we we can also say like something you and I talked about. You know, we rarely talk about like specific game things on this podcast, um, but you know something that was brought up about him coaching against Almeida in the San Jose oh. game was like, what was it like that to coach against nuts. Almeida? Because like for a lot of Mexican fans, it's like this is the guy that was coaching Chivas. You know, like isn't that yeah, a big yeah. deal? And like Bob Bradley's coached against like 
world-class yeah. coaches in his career. And, mm-hmm. and not just when he was at Swansea for that time, but also at the international level. He's been in the game for a while, and I think, like, one of my favorite parts is we're getting Bob at the time we're getting Bob. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was, like, you know, an interesting coach before and all that, but, like, I do feel, without putting words into that, this is, like, his his magnum opus, this team. And, like... Yeah, this is a crescendo this of, is like, the, yeah. everything he's learned. Not to say that he couldn't... getting all musical with the no, sports. Not, not to say that he couldn't... This you is know. your first X's and O's <laughs> so it's, FCFC podcast. No, so it's cool. And, like, I'm sure, like, listeners are sometimes curious and, like, in regards to, like, setting the narrative for the team and stuff, like, what would you want people to know that, like, is... is easy about your job and what's, like, the hardest part about your job? It's actually easy to do a lot of the job. Like, this club specifically makes a lot of things easy. And what makes it easy is, like, there's so many things to write about. Like, Mm. look... We all know that, like, if I wanted to write just supporter pieces all day, I could, and easily could, and I could shine you guys all the time, but, like, I would much rather let, like, the imagery and stuff like that do the thing. It's it's not that I don't want to write those pieces, and not that I just want to write X's and O's, it's just, like, I, I don't know if I can do it justice all the time. Um, Shout out to Vince for also being the one that read through all of my crazy ass rabbit hole pieces about hey. all the supporters and helping me edit those, so, Yo, thank you. 10,000, 20,000 word pieces. <laughs> <laughs> And I like I like I didn't. If for anybody that read those, I did not. I left them very true to what they were. I literally the reason why they took so long is because I had to, like I just found commas and little words and like because if you're typing in twenty thousand word piece, you're <laughs> eventually gonna use the wrong there 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 or whatever. And I'm like I had to like change those things up. But I I think you can attest that when you read them back, you're like no, they oh, were this great. is exactly what I said. This yep. is great. Which for a writer is like that. The hardest thing that I do. I think is like, and and this is just a personal like criticism is like I try I want to try to get across like what the team is about without like again shining people and just being like we're so great like, are we so great like isn't this so good and like but being like I want to give people like a critical eye of the team like when I'm saying the team does something wrong or does something this wrong it's not to like denigrate the team and that's one of the like things I feel I do strongly is being able to say like this could be better but I'm not gonna like throw a guy under the bus yeah Christian Ramirez like yeah let's <laughs> no like, we can do that we can talk about Christian Ramirez so uh, Christian Ramirez is a topic that I talk about a lot I understand and so does he because his business is to score goals mm-hmm. so if I tell you yes this needs to be better I'm hoping that you go along with me this in this journey of saying like Vince gets it he understands at the end of the day Christian Ramirez needs to score goals but when I tell you also Christian has been better in this aspect this aspect I'm not telling you that you're wrong mm. I'm telling you like just make sure that you're seeing every single nuance of the game and the reason why I'm telling you this is because Bob's telling me that right because Bob said like in the grand scale of things yeah we don't want him to miss chances that we would normally consider he would make any like nine times out of ten every day in practice, every day in training. But also, like, you can't harbor on one moment. Because you could do that to every player. Where, like, if you didn't like Carlos, you, I could easily convince you that Carlos doesn't do things right. But there's no one, <laughs> not a chance in hell that I will, at the end of the day, convince someone that Carlos Vela is not the best player in the league right now, yeah. right? But I'm just saying, like, it just happens that in this run of form, maybe the hardest thing is this. I see these guys, and I know that a lot of people don't, and they wish they probably could. Um... 
but I see them as human beings because I do see them mm. and I know certain things about them that maybe people don't and maybe that I can't tell everyone all the time but I want you to see like look if you look from one side to the other and you say he's good at this he's good at that he's not good at this he's not good at this he needs to be better here he needs to be better here then I will say you're right but if you say fuck him he should never play again he's bad I'll go you, that's not analysis give me something yeah, yeah. like give me something I think but part of it Sam correct me if I'm wrong here part of it is like it's just it's fun to be like si- like sillyly one dimensional when it comes to sports because oh, yeah. it's banter well this it's is like the, banter like we said like, we look, never, I pants. never bring up X's and O's unless I'm shitting on somebody yeah so way to make me feel bad for shitting on him no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it no but I think it's this I think people don't understand that like in this new age of media and whatever else like you all, we all have platforms we're all like mini I wouldn't say journalists because I don't want to denigrate that term. Yeah, let's but not. <laughs> we're all like we're all mini observers, and our opinions all do matter somewhat to some extent. Mm. If you want to bance in a bar and be like that guy fucked up, like oh my god, like I can't believe he did that. That's fine, but just remember that when you go on the internet, that player has the internet as well. And like I would just say this, yo, if you can't say that to that dude's face, don't don't do it on the internet because you've now said it True. in a way to his face, like. This is the new face-to-face communication. Right, right, right. Like, when you're in the bar with your buddies, you're not talking to him in face, so say whatever you want, yeah. bro. He, I mean, but if he walks in, I guarantee you're going to pipe down. A little bit. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? So I'm it's just saying, like, when, when you put stuff out there on Twitter or whatever... That's fair. That's I, fair. Would That's say, good, I would just that, say, like... That is definitely good maybe life advice. they're going to hear it. Yeah. And by the way, and if I then, like, Top Gun shoot you down, uh-huh. like, give me some fucking credit. I'm there every fucking day. I mean, yeah. it's... Uh, of course. I, I'll say this. The hardest thing is that I want to go in sometimes and be like, I'm there every day, bro. Like, don't like, give me something. Like I, I, I'm not going to say I know the most. I, most of my knowledge comes from being a journalist and asking the right questions and having it given to me by people that are much, much smarter than me. So then when I pass it along to someone else, like don't shit on me. I'm trying to give you fucking knowledge, bro. <laughs> like you might not agree with it, but don't be like, no, you're wrong. I'm like, okay, so I'm wrong. I do this every day. And then Bob's wrong. Bob's the one that told me. But you're right. I don't know you. You have 10 yeah, followers, yeah, yeah. but yeah, you're right. Cool. It's the, it's the, Good story, bro. It's the arena, <laughs> it's the arena of sports to, to be, I think, in some ways, like, n- unlogical as well. And just like, and uh, you know, it's just like, let me have my fun. Like, I'm going to have my opinions. I love my players. I like this and that. And, like, you just... And I think people find those things really, really precious. And, like, if you kind of, like, rattle their world about their, like, it's almost like beliefs. Yeah. And, like, these players. I mean, that's probably the only reason I wouldn't say it to Christian Ramirez's face is because you're on our squad. We want you to score. I don't, like, as a striker, you need your confidence. Yeah. So, I don't want you to know that I'm saying this about you. But if it were, came down to it and you were here, I'd probably tell you, hey, man, you're not really scoring right now. And you yeah. probably should. <laughs> and he'd be like... I know that. Yeah. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. The biggest thing for I me is that. even when I criticize players or, or don't quite criticize players but say, like, they could be better is what I'm saying is, like, they could be better. Right. And I feel like a lot of the criticism that comes from people is this is who this person is. They'll never oh, be yeah, better. Oh, yeah, yeah, So even when I tell you, like, oh, your favorite player, like, I got into something about Chicharito with somebody. And they were like, how could you not see that he's good and good at this? I'm like, all right, like yeah, I, players that's not cha- true, players change but, through the course of their career. But maybe change, he, yeah. yeah, he could become that. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong. But blah blah, and they're just like, he's this. He's always this. He's always been this. And I'm like, I don't, 
No. <laughs> it's a way. It's a way to. It's like. It's like. It is a little bit like religious belief. It's like. It's a way to try to find like rules and fix in some solid ground in the world, right? Like I love this player and like you know this this and this and you find something out about him you just like kind of ignore it like oh, I didn't right. hear that I didn't hear all that it's like when you know personal news about players and stuff comes out in the world and like rattles people yeah. they're like yeah 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 but like I just you know I love him for the way that he plays because you can't there's like a there's a part of sports it's the same with like music or any like affinity you have for some like actor or, or entertainer um, but I think that since the gap is shortening and specifically in MLS like if you and I were writing in, about the English Premier League or Serie A it's like the players don't actually listen to us, you know. No, probably yeah, like in those leagues because it's just like yeah, they're way too rich, and they, they don't, <laughs> and they don't, and they don't need to, and they and there's too many people talking about them for them to listen to anyone. Yeah, true, but in this, it's like from you know supporters who get comments from players on their posts. Like I think it's a rather small like you know community, and it does listen to each other. Yeah, like you you'll tag a player in an Instagram post, and they'll they'll comment on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is not because they because I think age, I mean I. W- I don't know about you, Vince, if you've ever seen otherwise, like, people love being a part of it, the players. They love being par- part of this club, too, and so they're just like, what's going on in the LAFC universe? Because this is, like, my world, too, you know? People do forget that they're, not just that they're people, but that they're part of the club, yeah. and that they, yeah, they're employees of the club, but, like, we've all seen with, like, the employees that have come on this podcast and people who've done work for LAFC, it's, like, doesn't mean they're not about it, yeah. you know? They really, you know, a lot of times, are really all about it. So right. I had a question on because we do have now two writers who work for for the club in in, in different regards. But um, I think Vince, I, I was inspired by this because you just had John Thornton on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And even mm-hmm. now today, uh, Dweez, you said that we're catching Bob at his magnum opus level, right? Like this is like his his signature on something, right? Mm-hmm. So. I was thinking just because they feel so permanent in my life right now because the club is only two seasons old and they've been here for as long as that. But what what for you guys do you see, is there something that can take them to, not I want to say greener pastures, but to a new opportunity? Like to see Bob hustle like this every single day, to prep like this and just to hear John Thornton's Colombian scouting network and to know how good he is at this. I'm just thinking about where we fit in the global soccer, soccer and football world and know like... What could be next? You know, what could not hamper it, but what could change the dynamic of what LAFC looks like from the leadership? I honestly, forward? I honestly think you can even ask that question about someone like Rich, yeah, and sure. like other people in the organization who've, who've so many people <laughs> who work for LFC or involved in LFC have killed it, right? Um, Absolutely. I mean, shit. Vince could someone could be calling Vince's phone up to try to. Get I know to Vince come, ready to for come, that call to come write write about <laughs> something. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it yeah. could ha- it could happen, but like, but at least from my viewpoint. At least for the time being, for the rest, probably for the rest of the season, probably for the rest of the next season, I don't see people wanting to leave the project without it sort of coming into full fruition. Mm. Um, so it's still exciting because like? I think because you only get so many chances to do something like this, right, to build right. something from from the ground up. And I mean, shoot, man, like if Burhalter goes off the rails and the U.S. men's national team comes calling to try to save a World Cup bot. Who knows? You know, like, yeah, or yeah. or if or if certain national team, or, you know, I I don't know, right? But don't do I have it, Bob, a feeling. We love them, but but I have trash. a feeling from Bob's perspective, <laughs> this is the best thing in the world for him. He uh, he gets to take all these ideas that he's learned, he's he, the sharpened and moved down his path to like this place where he is now. Right. And the reality is like, and I don't mean this with any disrespect, he hasn't won like a ton of trophies in his career. It's not like got this cabinet full, and I know that for a guy like Bob, that might not be the only thing that matters. But this is a chance to like really go for greatness uh, mm. in the sport and the place where he started, 
in the same country. And, and, I, and I just, I have a feeling that that's a hard opportunity to, to walk away from, even if something, something else happened. And we've heard him say like things before in the media about how he had wished Swansea had never called and things like that. So like, even if it was a perceived step up, I don't think at this stage he'd want to move on. And then like someone like John, he's like young, you know. He's like right. he's got a lot of things ahead of him. But I'm sure this that is first, for him, first project too as well. From, right? from, yeah, this, this yeah and from from the John that I know and I've met, and Vince knows him way better than me. Like he doesn't seem like the type of person who'd want to uproot. I, I get the sense he'd want a lot more experience in doing this, so that whatever he might do next, if the, whatever that thing might be, he'd have like a wealth. Of, of knowledge to draw from rather than one, two, or three years. For know? sure. And so. before I think before I, I want to hear what Vince wants to say about this, like it's it's just it's strange because you know we've been around just to talk around GMs and coaches our entire mm-hmm. life, and the fact is that it is a profession for them. It's a job the same way that is for us, and so the people naturally are calling, and regardless of what a project looks like and how inviting it is, like they're like what is it to take them away from that like I there's there's something about us supporters that look at that and like want to look for some kind of permanence in, in mm-hmm. the club and they and those are the two obvious figures that look that we look to uh, in regard and also like the riches one, the one more one more short answer before Vince answers yeah. I think any of those three figures and I'll throw Rich into there because I think he is really important there are other people that are important too but just for the sake of this because I know a lot of people have heard the Rich episode and know who Rich is I don't think any of those three people would be comfortable leaving this until they feel like it's gone across some finish line in yeah. their in their involvement in it mm-hmm. and that and that it into the future can continue in a good way. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean, I'm saying. The thing is like yeah, and we talk finish lines and I think you're to each other writer so you understand that language you you are not putting a, a championship on that finish line you're not putting and you know you're not putting a, a requisite because I don't think it, yeah, yeah you're right but it's, it's like it, it, that finish line looks different to yeah. everyone that's 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 I think that's something that Vince hit us with some knowledge uh, you know John so what I know of John and I would say I know him just a little bit better than you because John is uh, John is interesting John's always interested in me because he's he's very forthcoming but at the same time also like you can tell he's holding back like. He's not a secrets giver, like, at uh, all. Mm. He's not an off-the-record guy. Like, you get different guys that'll be like, hey, I'll tell you this. Oh, by the way, here's what's really going. Right, right, <laughs> and you're right. like, yo, I can't use any of that. <laughs> like, that's not John. Like, John's a competitor. Um, for John, I think, and when I say he's a competitor, I think, it, you, like you said, like, what is that line? Is it championships? It's not right. just championships. Like, John is, and I think Bob is a lot the same way. It's, it's and I know Rich for sure is this way. It is a world-renowned, world-class, world-recognized organization. Mm-hmm. Now, for Rich, that means one thing. For John, that means one thing. And for Bob, that means one thing. Bob has told us that he enjoys hearing from friends that are maybe back in Europe and say, like, I watched a few LFC games. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that excites Bob, I think, because he's like, good. Somebody, like, people, I know the people in MLS, and I know people around MLS will always joke, like, Bob's always like, yeah, we try to play football. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean? He's like, but he has a definitive idea of what it is. And he's not saying that it's better per se, but he's saying we're still attaining this. We're still reaching this level. Mm-hmm. And obviously Barcelona gets brought up a lot. But, like, you can't blame him for being like, look, if we can play in this style and we can be entertaining to our fans, and but not just entertain, but we fucking win. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, when we win, we win 4-1. to one. We win 5-2. to two. Like, we win... And if and Bob would say like five to two, I want to win five nil. Like mm-hmm. I want to win, and I want to win by a lot. 
and I want every home game for you guys to go nuts, and mm-hmm. I want beer showers, and that's what I want so that you guys come back because Bob and gets that it all fits together. Community, entertainment, winning. Mm. Like, if you told him, like, you got to trade one, he'd be like, I'm not trading any of them. Yeah. I'm doing all of that, and don't you ever tell me that I have to trade one. And then for John, I think it's there's the academy. Mm-hmm. He, I think he wants to see LFC be like recognized as a legit team. So like, if when you know like we always hear like oh Benfica's come calling for an LFC player. Well yeah. now it's gonna like he wants to start to see it flip, where it's like wow yeah of course they're coming calling for an LFC player because we grow a pipeline. Right, right. We have this. We're part of the transfer game. I think he sees us as being like. I want to get LAFC to the point where we're not talking about MLS 3.0, 4.0. We're just saying, like, MLS is a league. Yeah. No one says Serie A 2.0. No one says EPL 2.0. Right. Like, they yeah. just say, like, yo, this team we know for sure has a great academy. They grow great players. They're good at this. So, I yeah, I think your point is valid. Like, championships is not just going to be the thing. And I would say this. that I know for a fact that the national <coughs> team did not talk to Bob, did not call Bob, did not converse with him, anything at all before this next hire, but fuck, they should have. <laughs> like, when we think of, like, everyone's like, well, Berhalter's struggling to put in a system. Bob Bradley's having a pretty good time putting in a system yeah. with guys that, yes, he gets to work on the member day. Like, national teams are very, very different, yeah. but these guys didn't really know each other, just like the national teams, the guys don't really know mm-hmm. each other, and they seem to have uh, a way to train, they seem to have a way to play, they have a system, like, I get it. Like, your fans might have looked at it in U.S. soccer like, we can't bring back a retread. But, man, if you could, and I, I can't take credit for this. I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Dave Denholm. But if you could take Bob Bradley's resume after, you know, where he's been with LAFC and then Greg Berhalter's and you remove the names and you go, look at these, which one are you taking? <laughs> Yo, if you're taking Greg yeah. Berhalter's, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, you're taking Bob Bradley's. And then also, if you could also say, like, watch this team. I took the logos off this team. You don't know that's Carlos Vela, but just watch how they play. You're like, oh, I like that team. Columbus right, right, Crew, right. not so much. <laughs> like, really not so much. So, I mean, I don't know. We Actually, we had this conversation driving down to Oceanside to see the Academy. I was mm-hmm. like, Shout out the Academy. We got yeah. second place today. Yeah. Valiant effort, boys. It's fun. Proud of you. Proud of you. It's bullshit referee. Yes. <laughs> Let's say this, though. If you have not gone to see an Academy game or, like, whatever, like, these kids are, and I'm saying this, and look, I'm obviously part of the club, but I am I mean this. Like, most academy games are a grind, and I don't want to watch them. Our academy is not like that. Mm. Like, you legit, you see ideas. You're like, yeah. wow, these kids are, like, reasoning things out. And God damn it, they're all fucking gentlemen. Yeah. Like, they uh, literally, like, the academy's going on the field, and we're down there, and some of the, like, younger academy kids were around. And you could tell because they have all the gear on and stuff. And, like, one taps me on the shoulder and, like, puts out his hand, shakes my hand. They all shake your hand. <laughs> they like, all, shake, all your, they gentlemen. all shake your hand. They're gentlemen. They're just the best to be around. So, yeah, like, so if you awesome. have a chance to see the Academy, one, they're really fucking good. Yeah, they are. And they win things. They should have won today. Um, but, two, like, they, they play great soccer. But, yeah. yeah, we had this conversation. Like, where could, where could Bob go from here? Because we get it. Like, I think we all get it, yeah. right? LAFC is a certain level. Mm-hmm. Right. Look, if... I love Juventus. If Juventus calls Bob, I think he would have to think about it. Yeah. I would hope he would have to think about <laughs> it. I would tell him to think about it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind Bob Bradley coaching Juventus, but I think he understands. Mm. Like like you said with Swansea, he understands. And I think now he's entrenched and he's like, man, year one we did this. Year two we're doing this. 
Like, what's your three? Right. Like, and it, and not just that, he sees you guys. He sees, like, he's the most meticulous and detail-oriented person I know, maybe aside from John, <laughs> who's, like, another one that's, like, he's one of those guys that just, like, thinks the things that you're just, like, uh, okay, dude, I don't, my brain's a bucket, <laughs> pouring things in, things are coming out, like, stop. Um, but he's, like, man, they, just, they ramp a level. It's not marketing speak. Like, he sees it. And he knows that the team, like, because he's been all around the world. Mm. He's learned all these things. I think he's learned so much more from that Swansea thing and everything than, than he could ever even explain to people. Mm. And he's just been like, it's time. Like, this sport, it's time to do this here. And yeah. Los Angeles is the place to do it because it's the one place that, like, has enough people that already has, like, a remote knowledge of what goes on in these other places. Mm-hmm. But it's like, could we finally do it, like, in my backyard? Yeah. Like, because I'm sick of watching it on TV. Like, yeah. I don't want to wake up early anymore. Like, yeah, I don't want to wake up early anymore. <laughs> like, I don't know about you guys, but tell me this. Like, if you watch a game, and, look, we all I watch games. I get drunk. I want to, like, drink and watch a game. But, like, how much worse is that hangover when you watch the game on TV than when, like, you were actually at the place? Like, oh, yeah. Like, at least you have, like... It feels like a badge of honor. Yeah, you have the after, scars after. to prove it. Yeah, right. But you're like, oh, they're like, oh, how'd you take it in? And you're like, oh, I have a really nice TV. <laughs> and by the way, it's noon. And Europe's like, why are you drinking that much at noon? You're like, that's when the game's on, man. Yeah. Just give me a break. Come on. That's real, man. Yeah, that's man. real. I think you're right in terms of, like, we've been waiting for to, to have this in our own backyard. Yeah. And I think Bro, I don't. I don't think even a lot of people knew that they were waiting for it. They were we were we were content with waking up at four a.m. for fucking EPL matches or whatever the hell we were doing, and then this just kind of came along. We we were both the people that were shitting on MLS, saying it's a shit league, and yeah, it's still a shit league, but we found a team that we could love in it. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's kind of it's it's a beautiful thing. And one thing I did want to touch on, uh, which is just completely off topic of everything. Touch on it, Sam. Touch before on. before we go on to anything else was um I wanted to bring up the the two two five two uh charity event that we had over the weekend just because we were talking about all things LAFC and encompassing um one of our guys LAFC Juan uh, was ha- had an accident um so we put together the Black Army put together a kickball tournament for it uh great turnout we had eight, eighteen teams yep four diamonds playing at all times um. Shout out Pizza Hut, who pulled through and, and sponsored a bunch of pizzas for us to sell. Um, make Pizza Hut great again. Make Pizza Hut great again. So you guys had to stop advertising, right? Because oh, like, it was too. you were afraid it was going to be too full? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we ran out of teams. teams like, yeah, yeah, like guys, we don't can't take yeah. any more people. We can't yeah. pay rest to color. Literally, we had to just shrink everything down, put a 30-minute uh, time limit on everything. Because if we didn't, that, that tournament would have went from like... 9 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Yeah. Um, it still went from like 9 a.m. to damn near 5 p.m. Uh, but yeah, 18 teams came out. A bunch of people came out to just have some food. Um, Josh, you were there. What was that experience like for you? It's awesome, man. We've, I think it really speaks to we love hanging out with each other and hanging out with people who, who love this club. And that's immediate. Right? There's a familiarity that you get. And um, it was awesome, man, knowing that like we've done like football tournaments before we've done we've done uh key even kickball last year but knowing that this is going to directly um aid someone that we know and love i think that's it was awesome like everyone kind of had an added um added enthusiasm to be there and so i think i think that's what makes some of this club great is really just like the the fans and supporters who love to be there for their team and for their club and to really own a part of it 
and I think that's that's what I get more and more after uh, every week. Well, you know what? You know what? I want to ask you guys this question because it, it like it drives me crazy, and I, like whenever somebody says this to me, I always like really rebuff them. They go, "Where'd you find these people?" I'm like, "Find? We didn't like." <laughs> it almost, you know what? It almost lends to is the whole like I know we we just had them here. This whole San Jose thing, like we're carting people in, mm-hmm. like. What do you mean find these people? Yeah. Like, they live around. in L.A. These yeah. people have been here. Like, they've been screaming for this. It's just no one is like, no one's put a microphone up to them and so that, like, it could be broadcast to mm-hmm. the world. So, Dude, does that drive you crazy when people are like, where'd you find these people? I mean, like, it does, but it kind of, it, it makes sense. Because, I mean, we've said it, like, the we, we heard the KCRW. Um, yeah, if you, if you haven't listened to the KCRW segment, it was done extremely well. Yeah. And I say that as someone who wants to jump off a building every time I hear people on national or, you know, other media that just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Oh, when they come on, they try to oversimplify everything. They did a fantastic job. Yeah. It's probably because they got the season ticket holder in there with them, but they did great. So listen to that segment. Yeah. So, I mean, we were part of it probably, what, a little less than a year before the first season started. Um, and even me on my first match, even though we were part of the process of, like, you know, uh chant sessions in in the parking lot and whatnot when the first night we had at the bank california stadium i kind of took a step back and i was like this is fucking ridiculous like you you can't find people in la to participate like a large mass of people in la to participate in anything like it's la we're too cool you know what i mean we're we're too cool to kick it We're, we're not gonna fucking like, if the Lakers game has a bunch of fucking ugly-ass yellow t-shirts on the fucking seats, only half of the people are going to throw that shirt on. Whereas you go to, like, somewhere like Oklahoma and, like, oh, you know yeah. you know what I mean? Fire. All, full participation. So, to me, it makes sense if pe- that, that people don't get it. Because there are some days when, like, you know, the new chance that came out this season, like, that just kind of popped up out of nowhere. Even those, I'm just like, how the fuck did that happen? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... Uh, keep being confused about it. I don't know where all these fucking people came from either. <laughs> no, like, but we're fucking I think here. There's something about it, even with um, we're talking about kick, kickball that just happened, right? We were at a park, like just east of Chinatown, and we got there, and the baseball diamond opens up, and you see the LA skyline, right? That's a park that probably most of our group in Koreatown would never see in their entire lives, and so mm-hmm. something that. And you talked about Vince. You talked about holding a microphone up or even putting some kind of unifying force over it, but. It's, Sam has touched on this a lot before. It was like, we got to know our neighbors for the first time because of LAFC. And that's something that's wild. That's something that's we see and unlock different parts of the city that we never would have had a card to go into because everyone is under the same familiarity of LAFC together in a, in a family together. So there's something about it that's in completely new and completely, you can't understand it. But once you get inside, you're like, okay, this is, this is my card. This is my badge into, you know, to any part of the city because... We, we are all from here, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. No, and t- I mean, if you're lazy and you don't want to listen to the 15-minute KCRW thing, you don't have time for that, which I'm surprised you can listen to a two-hour podcast. But, I mean, the ending, right? The ending of what he's talking about and the whole Jump for LA Football Club thing, and this is so beautiful because I'd never heard it explained in this way. It's like what, you, what people don't understand is that they're not just jumping for the team on the field. And they're not just jumping for their city, although they're jumping for those team things too. They're jumping that they can <coughs> even live in a place where that's possible, mm. where like these this type of arrangement of people can be together and jump. And I like I almost lost. 
on some real shit. I like almost shed a tear when I yeah. heard that. I was like, I, I'm like doing my dishes at noon, you know? Like this wasn't like, I was like, I had a few and I was like really feeling emotional. I, I totally caught me off guard because I was like, damn, that is what, that is why that it means something to people because it's striking a chord in people that in this city, in a, fra a city so fragmented, unification is magical, especially in that way, right? Yeah. So. I think that's the thing you actually have to find, right? We're like, I love your like kind of calling card. Like we have a calling card to go to different places in the city. Yeah, yeah. Like you knew they existed, but you didn't go there. Like, for me, some of the places we didn't even know existed. Yeah. Look, yeah, I've been around Koreatown, but I don't go there all the time. Yeah. But then, like, if Tigers are doing something cool, now I have like a reason to go there. Yeah, right? yeah, sure. You know what I mean? So I think we, LA is so like that. Like we, like people are like, oh, I gotta go here. You're like, yeah, I know where that place is. Mm -hmm. Like you know where everywhere is, but you don't necessarily have something unless you can find that one thread yeah. that yeah. kind of pulls you all together. And then like, it's true. Like we need a reason to do things. Exactly. <laughs> like we are the, the one place that needs a reason. To yeah, do no, like, well, I'll, I say this all the time. Koreatown people are the hardest people to get out of their city. They won't come out of their city. Well, for why would you any... leave? The food's great. Exactly. You know, like... Exactly. But it's like that almost. You can't park anyway, so no, it is might like... well not leave. But it is like that everywhere. Yeah, especially in Southern California, everyone yeah. is stuck in their pockets, and this is the one where LAFCs were just the pockets kind of got flipped inside out. Hey. hey. Yeah. Well, you feel you get to feel like, look, if I go there, I'm gonna know at least somebody there. Yeah. And then that's gonna mean I'm gonna know someone else there, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And then again. I got a reason to go there. Like, we always need, like, oh, why exactly. are you going to the show? Well, because I know somebody. Right. No one yeah, ever goes yeah. to a show because they want to go. <laughs> it's because they know somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, like, we, the Tigers last season had a Korean barbecue K-Town night where we had, what, like, 65 supporters just come out to Korean barbecue Just leaders spot. from supporter groups, yeah. That's not, not even that, but, yeah, like, um, but there were people that, like, said, yeah, we, we've never tried Korean barbecue before. And Korean barbecue is everywhere in L.A. Yeah. But pe they said... We would walk by them and we just felt like we never belonged in there, right? So little things like that, or like, you know, like it's real. Yeah, yeah for it's sure. it's it's always like that in LA. Like mm -hmm. you have your pocket and you stay in it until someone gives, like you said, gives you that thread to come out. Mm -hmm. And on that note, this Flip. has been another. Oh. I was just gonna say FCFC Pod flipping pockets since two thousand nineteen. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, this has been another episode of the FCFC Pod. We appreciate y'all tuning in. Tune in next week for some other shit. Thanks for coming, Vince. Thanks, Vince. FCFC. 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 FCFC.